And welcome back to part two of our previous uh, conversation where we were discussing the best game of the decade. Uh, Preston, why don't you give us a little recap of what we've been previously going over? Well, now that you've decided to do one of the intros for your podcast, <laughs> uh, we're doing a basic, just going over some advancements in the gaming industry in the last decade, our personal thoughts on it, and our, on those advancements, and our picks for the best game of the decade. Amen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we still got uh, me, obviously, Tyler, obviously, and Boomer Guard JT. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> That's good enough. Okay. Continuing off with the year 2014. Master so Chief in- just hit the yeet. <laughs> Master Chief hitting the woe. <laughs> there it is, he's hitting the woe. <laughs> so in the year 2014, 2014 we got Destiny. Advanced Warfare, Wolfenstein's New War, Far Cry 4, Timefall, Shadow of Mordor, Alien Isolation, and Watch Dogs. Titanfall was pretty cool for what it was. It was. The first one, yeah. Even yeah. though it was, like, it, actual garbage? It didn't even have a... It, the, the, it multiplayer really have was a a, the multiplayer was a campaign. It, it, was, it, it was weird. It was a good attempt, and it's still giant robots punching the hell out of each other. Yeah, I mean, how can you go wrong with that, giant robots? You can't go wrong with that. Uh, the Transformers reboot coming <laughs> Okay, fine. Max. Max. You can't yeah. go wrong with Max. Max. Okay, that I can kind of see a little more. Yeah. Well, uh, was it Lost Planet 3 comes to mind? The Never. slowest mech ever. Uh, no, the slowest mech ever is... Uh, whatever your heavy units were. No, uh, the, the game you and I have been playing. Supreme Command? Yeah, Supreme yeah. Command. Don't you talk to me or my son ever <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah Titanfall was pretty cool. This the story it was pretty unique for an initial attempt by a studio that hadn't really done anything yet. Yeah. And then they hella improved on the second one. Oh, Full yeah. disclosure, I have the Titanfall 2 pre order helmet that I bought from Tyler actually, <laughs> yeah. sitting on the desk across from us. And uh yeah, we'll get to that and we'll have a full uh, discussion about that because that's just a whole can of worms to discuss. I just love that... The thing I love about the Titanfall series is that it's unique. It is. They didn't yeah. like just yoink stuff. And that was a trend at the time that a couple of studios were doing was just yeah. low-key copying yeah. what other people had done. Shout out, shout out, Mordor. It was literally Assassin's Creed and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it, it had some it had some uh, additions to it. And the fact that it was in the Lord of the Rings universe made it kind of yeah. And what's funny is that it's not even considered canon. <laughs> yeah, they literally, awesome. they, they literally made two games of it, and then, then the uh, said, oh yeah, the game's not canon. This I world. don't remember them saying that. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it came out like years Regardless, yeah. uh, the unique helmet armor designs and all that, yeah. we didn't have the issue of, uh, who was it? It was uh, Infinite Warfare that yoinked uh, oh, a couple of Halo ew. designs. Halo, it, they, they kind of got yelled at by yeah. three four. They were like, you're not cool, stop that. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that they managed to keep Basically, one hundred percent originality mm-hmm. in in a sci-fi with sci-fi games in general is just a really oversaturated market. It really you know, is the fact that they made something that unique, even though it wasn't that good of a game. The first one, it the second really one, the multiplayer design. was still kind of eh, but the campaign was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, BT. Yeah, I know. And then we got Apex Legends, which is just. Uh, we'll Apex get, was nice. Yeah, we'll get. Apex said, was nice for what it is. It's not. It's not a Titanfall like campaign. It's a game. spinoff. Yeah. Yeah, for a battle royale, Apex is a pretty cool take on yeah. it, considering it's set in the Titanfall universe. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. But, yeah, that, that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. discussion for Titanfall, but all right. Next title of this stream yeah. is "We'll Get to That Eventually." Yeah. 
What was the other games that came out? Destiny, Advanced Warfare, <laughs> Wolfenstein's New War, Far Cry 4, Shadow of Mordor, Alien Isolation, and Watch Dogs. We're getting to the Call of Duties where everything... It's pretty much the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Where every Call of Duty for like okay. six okay. years okay. was okay. bad. Okay, hear me out now. Advanced Warfare, I liked it. The campaign was good. The campaign was... was, was okay. I'm sorry, you said you... What? <laughs> you what? You You what? what? <laughs> like in true boomer says, you what? No, but like, I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty decent The campaign one. was neat the first time I played it. Through. Yeah. When I played it through the second time after oh I my understood gosh. It's terrible. games more. The campaigns were good. It should not have been Call of Duty. It should not have had a Call of Duty. Yeah, before. it just, I don't know. It was an attempt to be original. It's just, yeah, it the fell on its face. Yeah, like the first half, <laughs> I can. Was, to play a project. It was like someone walked out in the exosuit and then mid-stride the exosuit locked up and they yeah. just fell over. Yeah, like, I, I remember like maybe like three quarters of the of the campaign. I mean like maybe like half the half the campaign after that. I don't remember any of it. I only remember at the beginning. Uh, you joining Wolves Atlas. Shows how much you love the campaign. Yeah, you join Atlas. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. I know Dude. a great junior high school just down the road. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Troy Baker played the main play. Played the uh, main character, which there I was know. a lot of good voices. Yeah. The guy that voiced, uh, oh, what's the guy in Halo Two, Commander Cutter? What? Halo Two? No, the guy that voiced the commander in Halo Two. What's the guy that voiced Gideon? That's oh. the same voice actor. Oh, so uh, I don't even. I can't. Even, I can never remember his name. I love his voice. It wasn't. Oh um, yeah, Ron Perlman was it? No, no, no. Wait, no, Ron no, no. Perlman played. Um, he played a uh, Lord Hood. Lord Hood. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Never mind. But yeah. No, this is from Halo Wars, the commander. Oh, you said you said Halo Two. Yeah, you did say Halo. Sorry, 2. I meant to say Halo Wars you, Two. <laughs> you, yeah, I was like, I'm like Halo Two. What commander? Okay, so Halo Wars Two. Okay. Halo Wars Two. The guy that is Commander Cutter. That's why I yeah, said Cutter. Captain I figured Cutter. I would have corrected me. Um, I was sitting here thinking. I was like, did he mean to say Hood? Yeah, yeah I was no, thinking no, that too. No. I was kind of like, what are you talking about? Yeah, um, I'm one of the bigger Halo nerds here. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I never can, but he's such a good voice actor. Yeah, yeah he is. He, he really is. And I legitimately... Great voice actor. No one knows his name. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Advanced Warfare. I will say this, though, okay? I know you... Did you, did you guys like the multiplayer, or was it kind of just kind of funky? I played the multiplayer for a total I, of ten minutes, and then I, I played it, yeah. yeah. I didn't get past level ten on it. I, I found it atrocious the for multi, Call of Duty. The multiplayer... That was, like, the first multiplayer I Irish Prestige twice in. And I know exactly the weapon I used. I used the gold-plated Battle 27. I think that was what it was called. And it was just with the red dot, and that was it. Because I had the extended barrel to where I had longer accuracy and incredible stability. That was, like, the perfect weapon to use during that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was really cool. Because that time, you know, Call of Duty was trying to do new things, which no one really liked. No one liked. It was... I, it, yeah, it's not Call of Duty. You yeah. Don't, you don't equip a jetpack or, or a, a exoskeleton yeah. to... Give you all this benefits and all this and that, yeah, and then try and calling. then slap a Call of Duty label. Yeah, on. it just doesn't work. It's literally to me because Titanfall was in the same time. I thought, yeah, this is just a a. To me, it was more like a prequel to Titanfall than an actual Call of Duty. Game. Yeah, it, kind it, of, it felt yeah. gimmicky. I think that was the yeah, word, was, the buzzword I heard about it a lot. It was, it was a good campaign. campaign. Yeah, it was it just, good. You yeah. should not have slapped a Call of Duty. I was later. talking about the multiplayer. Oh. From a multiplayer perspective, Everything. it felt, yeah. Everything. 
it, it it was there were some unique things in the campaign. That oh yeah, never got used again. Yeah, there was even there was a part in, I can't remember what mission it was. I think it was like second to last mission where like there's a helicopter flying around. Yeah. You literally, you can literally jump inside of it and kill the pilots. And while while the ship's going, you can literally stay in it. And then you can jump out. Yeah, and it's yeah. not a yeah, it's not. That's quick how little time. I paid attention to it. I was just trying to get through. It was cool, and I didn't notice that at first. And mm-hmm. I started playing the dark time. I'm like, oh my goodness, you can do that. That's cool. Yeah. You no, know, you can have like the hover bikes and like. The thing that I thought was hilarious was the fact that they literally drop you in in those two giant mech mm-hmm. things. It's like, why are these not standard issue? Yeah. Why would you even bother with yeah. the tiny things? Literally, one of two of these are taking on an entire city. That is literally the Atlas headquarters. Why are these not standard yeah. issue? Why are you even wasting it? Okay, I could see for the mobility, but like, have a squad of. Or have a squad contain four of those big guys and then two of the little guys. Yeah. Because even if one, even if both your little guys go down, one of the big mm-hmm. guys can jump out. Yeah. <laughs> to me, Advanced Warfare was the beginning of... The downfall. Of the beginning of what seemed to be the end of Call of Duty. Yeah. Because you, you had Black Ops 2, which for me was a wonderful game, multiplayer and campaign, but mm-hmm. it was a little bit too far in the future for my liking. Mm-hmm. Um... And then you have Advanced Warfare, and then you have the other ones, which I'm sure we'll Infinite touch up Warfare. on, um, that followed it, that kept on the trend of futuristic, like, wall riding and yeah. wall jumping and um, advanced movement, I'll just say. Mm-hmm. And it had great guns, and it had great story, but again, should not have been labeled Call of Duty. The only thing that broke the ice for Call of Duty that gave it a breakthrough was the more recent one that came out in 2019. Yeah. What even was the most recent one? Uh, there was Modern Warfare Black Ops and it was four. No, yeah. What well, came before? No, this. yeah, I'm thinking of the Modern Warfare reboot. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. Oh, yeah. That is the only good yeah. Call of Duty I can think of in like yeah of recent, recent memory. Yeah, because uh, I, I was aware it came out. Yeah, <laughs> like the the newest one that came out in 2019, Modern Warfare. It took not them, the remastered, the newest yeah. one where they bring back price and all that yeah. that one to me that was good because they started straying yes. so far from where they started oh, that yeah. it was no longer like people were like what are we even playing yeah that was very smart of them to just try it, to soften yeah. it felt more like cinematic it didn't feel like more of an action game it felt more of a even, cinematic okay. it felt like you were playing a movie which i love exactly yes. it was perfect but there were some of the things where they like they build it as being you know not pull yes. game, punches and then it literally pulled every punch yep. it tried to do in the game and it, it to me it, it brought call of duty back to life yes the it, multiplayer did, for sure. Yes, the multiplayer. Yes. It's done very well. There's some things where it's like, hmm. Like doing, was it Ground War? What? Where they basically tried to do yeah. Battlefield, but Call of Duty. Yeah. Those two games don't mesh like no. that. No. The big setting of Battlefield was not meant for the corner, yeah. the, the jumping around the corner and hosing down someone that you think might be there of Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty was meant to be close in. It was never mm-hmm. meant to be a large-scale big thinking. It's Call of Duty is literally yeah. run around and shoot people. Battlefield is cap objectives. Yeah. Well, Battlefield is more, is more... You have to think. Battlefield multiplayer, I feel like you have to think and you strategize. You have to be smart. It's, it, like I said, big picture thinking yeah. because you're playing on a big theater. When you Call have, of Duty is just turn the corner, whatever doesn't show up, blue is red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like Battlefield, what, it's capturing six points in the new mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. On the I'm not notes. even going to talk about anything past Battlefield 4 because, bruh. But uh, capturing all of those objectives with all of those people, you have to be smart if you're going to yep. help your team. You can run around and shoot people and stuff like that, but if the entire team is doing that, it's what mm-hmm. we... Okay, I know we're going we're kind of backtracking to Battlefield 4, but I'm talking from this point. This is why I never got into Call yep. of Duty. 
we've had games before where we get in Battlefield. This is me and JT because Tyler yeah. hasn't bought Battlefield Four. I bought. I've you bought it. You have the three sixty version. No, 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 no. I just bought it a couple days ago. He just got. Yeah. He just got the Xbox One version. So for me and JT and Hunter and. I don't even know who our fourth was last time. Mm. But anyways, regardless, even just us three, we've gotten into matches mm. where we were losing because it's 600 ticket cap. And it was we were losing. Our team had like 250 and the enemy still had 500. Yeah. And then we brought it back because yeah. we just defended and capped objectives smart. Like capping ones right outside their objective or their spawn point that they're mm. out defending to force some of their guys to come back and recapture it. Yeah. So that our guys that are just running around trying to get kills can subconsciously push. That's forward. the only bad thing I find about this is my last touch up on Battlefield Four is there's certain there seems like there's too many objectives where it bottlenecks. Where another, where <laughs> everybody goes locker. everybody goes to one single objective and that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And that's but that also if you play it smart. But that's what we do is yeah. so many of the enemy the team pit. stays in the in the center where that guard tower is, where they don't even think about even the on Caspian border, them. yeah. If you get yeah. past so many people just try to get kills at that where that needle is. Yeah. But yeah, in Call of Duty you can just run around if yeah. any Call of Duty. You literally just run around and yeah, they have the flag capture points, but that's not the primary mode. The if ground I'm talking war. about a game, I'm talking about the most yeah. played, most well known yeah. for mode. Call of Duty that is what? Deathmatch. Team, team death yeah, you just run around search and, and shoot destroy. people. And search and destroy is another good one. Uh where it's one life, so you have to be careful with what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It, Advanced Warfare was the beginning of the end for Call of Duty. I would like to see a mechanic in really any game. I know, I think Squad or uh, was it Sandstorm, whatever it is. Yeah, Insurgency. Uh, Insurgency. Insurgency. Yeah, Insurgency. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> where you have one life, and if you don't get like revived, then you're just done. Yep. yep. That would be such game. an interesting thing, especially with big. Yeah, you you wouldn't get to see the end of games a lot, but it would force you to play a lot smarter. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would love a game like that. Would, that. There would be a huge yeah. learning curve, but it would be so interesting to see how that community would mm-hmm. develop from that because you'd have to play it like Arma. Oh yeah, and uh, I want to see more yeah. stuff like that. And that's what once we're starting to get into the period of gaming where it's like everyone just does the same thing. There's yeah. not really any real innovation. Someone finds something that's the best thing in the game for that point until there's a new patch or an update or whatever and then everybody just harps on it. Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I don't like the Call of Duty franchise because they literally just reskin the same mechanics and sell it as a new game. And yeah. It's like, while that does make money and I respect that they have figured out they have tweaked that formula to near perfection where they could just yeah. make whatever the hell game, reskin it and sell it and all these kids buy mm-hmm. it. I just I respect more games like like Metro yeah. where it, it takes something that hasn't been done yet and uh, but there's something also to be said about the Call of Duty not just the community but everything about it is it's more arcade yeah. almost yeah where anybody and everybody can play it and still have a fun time without having to worry about strategies or everything else that the more tactical players would find in a Battlefield game yeah. It's a very, it has a, it's, it's meant for everyone. Quality is meant for everyone. It's yeah. for everyone to just jump in and not really have that big of a learning curve. You really, it's kind of a beginner style game. You really just get into it and start playing, whereas Battlefield 4, you know, that game can be very, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Very strategic, basically. Like, if you don't have anyone to play Tedious with. Tedious planning. Yes. If you don't have anyone to play with, you are going to have a massive learning curve. Because, you know, you're joining in right now, which the game's yeah. been out for, what, five years now? You're having what, to deal... Battlefield? Yeah, Battlefield 4. 
You have to deal with people who are. It's gotta be. You have you have to deal with people it's who have been. Twenty twelve. So that means that games. No, the game came out. Uh, the game came out in. Game came out in two thousand twelve. Because it launched on. Because that game's uh, seven years old now. No, then it came out. No, 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 no. It came no? out. No, it came out. Uh, Twenty. We just covered it, so yeah, it has no, to be yeah. thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. So the game's like seven years old now. So like, you yeah. have to deal with people who played the game for seven years now. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you have to deal with that though. People so. that can literally just play. Okay, yeah. I've gotten to the point, and I know we keep going about it, but the point where I can play with whatever gun. I'm like the people in college. I can play with whatever gun, and I just do yep. good. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's because the... once you learn the recoil and everything, mm-hmm. and the damage, and like where to shoot and whatnot, you can get good with any. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, see, that's the thing with um, Call of Duty, though, is that, like, you know, like, everyone knows Call of Duty. Everyone yep. knows how to play Call of Duty. It's simple. You aim, you shoot, you run. Yeah. You know, everyone knows community. The Hi, community. thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> the game is, the community is a sweaty community. Sometimes. <laughs> Very sometimes. sometimes. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> well, it's true sometimes, because, you know, there are people who take it seriously, and there's people who just want to have fun. Mezzer and I are going to bully you in custom games tonight. <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> But yeah, it's like I you know. We were gonna play Black <laughs> yeah, I mean. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So. Got, uh, future soldier, because you can do four player co op on all campaigns. Oh, I forgot you. about that. Dude, we could. Yeah, we can do it. Uh, Tangent. Let's get yeah. back on topic. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so the next few games I kind of want to talk about is two games in particular: Destiny and Alien Isolation. Okay, Alien Isolation, that was an awesome game because it managed to make the first Alien movie into a video game. Oh, that exactly. was cool, and that that your butthole just inverted moment of, <laughs> oh, it's not just one alien, yeah. it's all of them. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the absolute mind-blowing moment. So you realize, like, okay, it's only one, it's not that big of a deal. Then you realize, wait a minute, I haven't just been seen once. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that time that, that so is bad. literally the inverted butthole moment of, oh, I just blew that one out of the airlock. Yeah, the one that's been stalking me for this entire game is dead now and then you find out it's a whole nest it's just oh this entire moment i thought i was safe i really wasn't wow am i lucky <laughs> that is mm. yeah <laughs> i love it when games give me that feeling it's a certain yeah that alien isolation i consider the perfect survival horror game yes yes it really is especially like, for one that's set in a franchise yes yeah. it I, takes I mean, it takes everything from the original game I mean, from, from the original film, yep. and builds on that. It continues on from, like, I can't remember how many years take place after Alien. Well, I've, Amanda's like 20. I think she was 12 whenever uh, yeah. Yeah. Ripley yeah. went on the voyage or whatever. Because she was sending it to her you know, daughter, little daughter. So yeah. it's probably 10? Yeah. And then, like, the entire plot of it is that you find a distress beacon? You find distress. No, you're going, okay, Wayland Yutani found the flight recorder for the That's what it was. And that's for like a whole PR thing. They want Ripley's daughter to go find it and you know do the whole press mm-hmm. release for what happened. Because, yeah, up until this moment, no one knows what happened to the Nostromo because the, the Ripley yeah. had never been found. And, uh, and I think it was good because <laughs> you, you want to pelt me with tomatoes or whatever. I hate whenever characters do the whole <laughs> strong female protagonist. And it's not well built. Yeah, yeah. This game did it right. It did I perfect. It's it's a completely understandable why she would be a strong female protagonist like this. Yeah. We're not it, trying to, we're not trying to be sexist or anything. We're yeah, no, like, it's, 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 it's toeing on the yeah. line of yeah. Nobody was probably thinking that until y'all brought it up. Only <laughs> one I'm just we, saying we Tyler, stop talking. Let me let me explain. Okay. I'm just saying, because without you can it can be done wrong. You can have movies like what is it that uh 
the new... It's not the deaths or whatever. It's basically the first Alien movie, but it takes place underwater. I cannot Oh, un- uh, oh shoot, I know what you're talking about. It's literally Alien it's Underwater. It's got um, that one girl that... Yeah, Chris was... Stewart. Yeah. I can tell that's already going to be a very badly written oh, yeah. movie just from the trailers. Literally, literally, because it's literally a movie that's a strong female protagonist. Literally every comment. With Ripley, you kind of understand because she didn't start out as being you know, yeah, a strong yeah. kick-ass she, just, she, she was very strong-spoken, but she wasn't in charge. She was and she's joke. only in charge now because everyone else in charge died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I mean, that's what I like about those. Kind of like, it took from the original Alien. It learned from what it took, though. And it's trying to make it build on that. It's not trying to take what the original one had and make it terrible. It's making it better and building upon it, which I love about games, though. They did a good expansion of the universe, especially after the disaster we got of the Colonial Marines. Video oh my game. goodness! I <laughs> oh yeah, I I choose not to t- talk about that. I choose not to think about that. They had such potential. They it have it. The, the trailers of it look so good. Mm-hmm. And then the gameplay came out. It got it got Ubi. Yeah, because I remember they showed that what was that E three I think. Yeah, and it, it looked so good. Let's get back on track. Let's talk yeah. about Destiny because that's one that we can probably yeah. all have I know. something to say about. Yeah. I played that game to the max. I did too. I played it and then I realized like I played it when it first came out because it was like yeah it was a pretty cool thing mm-hmm. and then the more I played it the more I started realizing this game is not actually as good as I thought it did because I kind of had it on this pedestal because it's yeah. Bungie the yeah. people that made Reach and all well, that uh, you know it's supposed to be this you know great game and all that and then once you started getting the DLC coming out and all that it is what was the first one called Destiny just Destiny no 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 I'm no, talking, about, I'm Destiny, talking about the first, the first DLC the moon what was it? The Crota, whatever. It no, was? Crota was. It was the third one, wasn't it? No, it was. No, the first one was. Let me Google this. We have phones. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll Google it. We're not cavemen. We <laughs> have technology. <laughs> Starts beating the microphone with it. While you're looking that up, the thing that I liked about Destiny was it had a grind, but it wasn't to the point of frustration. Yeah, yes. when you got drops, they were typically pretty good things. Yeah. But Destiny 2, it, it got too grindy. And yes, got, it you had to do so much before you could advance, and it, when you advanced, it was always so little. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that's that's changed now since they've updated it and everything. Just after the first month yeah. it came out, I was done with it. I, I yeah. didn't. I I was not able to advance. I was stuck on story missions because I didn't have the right requirements for oh, it. Yeah. Like I didn't. My light it, level wasn't high enough, or it whatever. Took weeks completed. Yeah. It, it legit only took a week for it. It was only supposed to take, take just take mm-hmm. a couple of days, but the grind of it was way worse. Now I, I do I do remember that though because I bought that. Well, and the opening for it was so great. Oh, dude, it was so the good. first Destiny. You you were this complete badass, like yeah, like uh, I don't know what you would call it, almost like a superhero. Yeah, you were, and and then all of a sudden here comes this guy that just completely messes with your whole world. Oh yeah, and diminishes you down to nothing. Destroys everything. You become you, you become mortal. You're more human now than you are oh, a guardian. Yeah. You have to relearn everything. You have to get the light back and all this. It makes you feel so little. Yeah, I love that emphasis on it. Yeah. Basically, like where it's like where it's like you're no longer just superhero. You're, yeah, you're, you're legitimately on your own. Destiny One, you are the superhero. You were taking on everything. You yeah. you saved Earth for so long. Then Destiny Two, you are knocked down to the complete yeah. lowest you could ever. Destroys everything. Destroys yep. the tower. Yeah, everyone. The last city is no longer the last city. It's just gone. Yeah, and you have to take it back. 
I found the DLCs. It was The Dark Below, That's House of Wolves, mm-hmm. and Rise of Iron. Yep. Oh, The Rise of Iron was such a fantastic and, and Oh, the, and The Taking King. And Taking King. Yeah, Taking King. No, wait. Yeah, it was The Rise of... Oh, yeah. It was, Taking it was, King came uh, before, before Rise, Rise of, of Iron. Iron. Yeah. And then after Rise of Iron was when Destiny 2 came out. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I was saying Taking King. Taking King was like the complete reboot. Everybody hates on Taking King. I, love I loved Taking it. Yeah. Awesome. It was awesome. As far as compared yeah, to yeah. the DLCs, it was like, man. It completely redid the entire game. Like, it, it fixed... <laughs> First Destiny, you take on what would be a demigod. Yeah, then at yeah. the very end game, you take on a literal god. Yeah. <laughs> it Destiny was a fantastic game, in my opinion, because it, it came out of a whole new idea. Yep. It, it was a whole new IP. It was completely different from Halo. Yep. It was like, people weren't like, okay, are they going to make someone from Halo? Like, something like Halo. No, it was just a completely new thing. It wasn't like Halo. It didn't have yeah. a story like it. You, It had this open world thing where you can actually play with other people. You can create your own character. Yeah. And they weren't without their Easter eggs either. There was that one mission in... Um, what was it, Mars? No, 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 no. It was on Earth where... Uh, it was included on a DLC, but you kill... I think it was House of Wolves. You kill this one massive fallen. And you walk up to this pod at mm-hmm. the very top of the tower. And then they this, this they were saying, like, this Guardian is exceptionally powerful. He's seen so many wars. Uh, mm-hmm. and he said it, it has under his ghost log that he wants to remain asleep. Mm-hmm. Which is a nod to Master Chief, yeah. uh, in his cryopod. Yeah. That uh, that just made me wonder. Like, did the Bungie originally have plans for Halo Four? Because they just like, you know, we just need to just. I'm I'm pretty sure the planning was there. Yeah, and then they just there. got. Or did they just want to leave it. as is? And they just got cyberbullied. Yeah, but Destiny Two, I loved it. You know. Yeah. I, I remember because you know I rented it on Redbox. I didn't buy it at the time, mm-hmm. and I beat it. That that this one thing I didn't really like about the game was that it was short. The campaign was incredibly short, and I didn't realize that because like I beat yeah. the game within about eight hours, and I got to the boss fight. And I thought, hey, it's kind of gonna be like the first boss fight I'm gonna get, and it was the final one. Gallahorn should be made into a real life rocket launcher. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you remember? Okay, did anyone else read the Game Informer thing where like, Gallahorn was originally supposed to be a rocket launcher that shoots a rocket? It detonates in place like a regular rocket, but it spawns in a little turret that just like yes, <laughs> and they had that. to nerf it because like if when they started like action, it was still overpowered. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they tried to nerf it, then it was still like jacked. I remember I got the Gallahorn by complete accident because I didn't really know what the Gallahorn was at time. Same. <laughs> yeah, I got it, I got it from a, what was it the uh, Zer was... sold it the very first time he came out, and he I did? did yes, and I did not have enough. Uh, what was those coins? Oh, strange coins. Strange yes. coins yeah. to buy that. I was so mad. That was one thing. I never played the game enough to like grind for anything. Cause like I play a game to enjoy the story. I should not have to buy alternate stuff from a different vendor by grinding for stuff for the story. Yeah, it's yeah. That it was definitely a fantastic game that I really do enjoy. And we'll and... go over that more a little bit with my top game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna move on to 2015, which was a fantastic year for games, but also a not so good year, so we're gonna just straight. Alrighty. So starting out with 2015, we have Witcher three, the Metal Gear Solid five. I thought game. you were just gonna stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Witcher three. That's it. We, were just uh, we knew 2015 was bad, but we didn't know it was this bad. Yeah. Our expectations for you were low. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid five, Phantom Pain, Bloodborne, the 2015's EA Star Battlefront, Fallout four. Halo 5 Guardians, <laughs> Black Ops 3, Until Dawn, Ark Survival, Evolved, and Rainbow Six Siege. 
No, I thought there was more good games. You just listed off like three good games and then a whole bunch of games. <laughs> I heard so. four or five in there. Let's start off with um, Witcher 3. Y'all played any? I am currently playing it right now. I love the lore that goes into The Witcher, but I tried to play The Witcher 2 because it was one of the free games Mm -hmm. with gold thing. It's hard. Y'all know me. It's hard. I cannot do swords and shields. (laughs) Like, my brain is wired for guns and trajectory (laughs) and all that, like bullet drop and whatnot. I cannot do swords and shields. That's why I always hated For Honor. The perfect meme for you is, Parry this, you casual. Literally, that is me. I will try to play sword and shield games. I will suck, and I will literally go get, like, like, I will get to a crossbow. Is how much I, I will literally just corner game with a crossbow. Is that how you play Minecraft? <laughs> you I just cannot. absolutely wait till you go, you get a crossbow, you're like, yes, something I'm good at. Yes, you saw how far I was shooting you with that crossbow whenever you ruined my jungle tree thing. It wasn't me. Dude, we should have gone over it Minecraft. Was you. What year no, did that come out? Anyway, uh, Minecraft came out way before 2000. I know. Yeah. We, we missed that gym. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, Phantom Pain. Okay, I tried yeah. to play it. Because I know Metal Gear is a pretty good series. I, I literally Gear. couldn't get past the first mission. Like I you couldn't get to the hospital? Because it was so slow. Okay. I need to talk about Metal Gear Solid. So. Like, I understand setting the atmosphere. There's like, yeah, you've been yeah. in a coma with this all. I did not need to crawl on the floor for 30 minutes to understand, <laughs> yes, I've been in a coma for several years. I, I need to go over Metal Gear Solid. So, I don't know if you guys know. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, is by far one of my most favorite games of all time. Could you stop clapping? Thank you. Um, I I love this game to death. I absolutely love Hideo Kojima. All of his work is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, The Phantom Pain, I have it on Xbox One. I have it on PC. I have beat that game, I don't know how many times now. And I still love this game to this day. There are some issues, yes. But this was during the time when this was Ko- Kojima's last game with Konami. Because he... This game was released unfinished. There was going to be... The ending was left unknown. Literally... Smash cut to the... Whenever the fan base called the plot twist at the end where it's not the real Solid Snake. Yeah. Just based legit, on that yeah. one shot. I remember... <laughs> I remember, like, the original, like, Ground Zeroes was, like, the prequel to it. And they released it as if, like, yeah, this is Metal Gear Solid 5. And people were yeah. so mad about they were it. were like, what? <laughs> yeah. I never completed it, but I loved the aspect of... Scope everything out before oh, yeah. you go in. You have to have a plan. Because there will be ahead. things that you do not want to encounter that you oh, wish yeah. you knew about. Yeah, there, and Metal Gear Solid 5 was like, you know, Metal Gear, all the Metal Gear Solid games are about stealth. All of them are about that. But Metal Gear Solid 5 took it to a whole new step, okay? Because mm-hmm. it's now an open world game. Okay. You are going to places and you're having to learn, you have to scope it out, you have to wait till nighttime. Or Plant Lady was hot. <laughs> Okay, that's one thing that I want to touch up on. Part of the reason I could never get into the Metal Gear Solid games is the just amount of weird stuff that goes on. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. Because I'm a human character, I should not be able to survive getting microwaved for 15 minutes. Yeah. Because of that one scene at the end where uh, Solid Snake is like crawling through whatever tube it is. Excuse my voice. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4, Sons of Patriots. Whatever it was where he's like crawling through all this microwave energy yeah. and, and he just doesn't get turned into a meat slushy. Yeah. Like that, the weird fire chick, the dude that just, just literally bullets in anger. Like yeah. the amount of weird stuff is like, that makes it really hard for me to relate to. It's like, yeah. like I said well, about Dark Souls. Japanese. Well, you do have to realize that like but all the like, games... I want to play a first or even a third person shooter. I don't want to go up against 
Well, the, like the, the reason about that, though, is kind of like with, 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 with Kojima, his storytelling is complex. It's very complex. Yeah. The first game he made for Metal Gear Solid. They're all great games. We're yeah. not bashing. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, 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 yeah. if you like that thing, then they are very well-made yeah. games. I will say that. I'm not going to talk yeah. trash on yeah. it just because I don't like it. They're very yeah. well-made games. The, just for me, personally, I can't get into it because of stuff like that. The no, game, like, I love the game series. I love the Metal Gear Solid series. I love Death Stranding. I absolutely love it because it's a fantastic way to tell stories. Death Stranding I can get more yeah. behind because that's more of the like closer to believable. Yeah. It's like how Marvel does superheroes. Yeah. That's why I never got into DC movies was because DC is just like, they're just this way because, yeah. you know, gods or whatever. So yeah. And Mar- Marvel tried to kind of somewhat scientifically explain it and yeah. then just kind of stick to those parameters, mm-hmm. sort of, to where it, it what well, it's not the suspension of disbelief or whatever it is. Uh it just makes it more relatable. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's, it's this way because of, because, you know, the universe is basically run by math. That's, that's just like the yeah. coding of life mm-hmm. and whatever. You can tell it is by the way that it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's just science and all that. And it's, yeah, it's, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I know I kind of went off on a tangent right there. Oh, yeah. But Angry Metal Gear Solid 5 fan pain. I love the game's death. I know some of you guys don't really care for it, but because it's kind of weird or it's just kind of too different from all the other games mm-hmm. but I enjoy it I think it's fantastic it's a good difference yeah. if you like that yeah. genre it's perfect and what's funny is that I didn't know how to play at first because like I got it because I was like hey this game looks cool and it was Metal Gear Solid but I didn't realize I thought the game was going to be more action packed mm-hmm. and I ran our guns and blazing and I absolutely got killed like the first that was minutes. also something that like really took me out of it there's a learning when, curve to it was when my suppressor lasted two minutes yeah and I wasn't even like just dumping I was like yeah. Even though this game is set in whatever it was supposed well, to be, like 1984. 1980s, yeah. We have holographic displaying technology. <laughs> My suppressor should be able to withstand at least ten mags. Yeah. And that's ten mags rapid firing, like. And then the fact that it just loses its effectiveness, it's like that's not how suppressors work. And that's one thing that takes me out of games too is when the gun physics don't. Gun well, then again, I mean, there is this chicken like milk. Rainbow Six Siege. We'll, we'll talk about that. Well, then, well, then again, there is this. Well, thinking. If you think that's weird, there's a girl in Melgisaw One named Psychomantis that literally reads your memory card. Yes. Yeah, that can literally tell which can game you play. Can we just go over quiet for a second? <laughs> um, there's the a next. reason for it. Okay. <laughs> I know there's a reason, but. <laughs> I think Kojima just got a little too excited. He was like, ooh, I can do this in yeah, the engine. No. What is it with Kojima games and, like, Over the sexual focusing on women butts? <laughs> Butt stuff. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to question. Right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Bloodborne. Star Wars Battlefront. That was a good game. A good game. Rattling, 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 rattling. Uh, Start losing in Battlefront. That's it. I'm getting me wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two, we had high expectations for this game. And like, it just got first worse until EA recognized yeah. like, yeah, we're kind of doing some shade stuff. Oh, we get to talk about my thing now. Okay, so, I have an issue with games that are purely meant to sell stuff. Battlefront was one of those games. Buy loot crates. They'll give you advantages in multiplayer. Why yep. wouldn't I buy loot crates? But I'm paying $60 for a game that isn't complete. Yeah. That is such a broken system, especially when it doesn't cost money for you to make most of these things. Yeah, yeah. All the money goes into the programming stuff, but a simple blaster or something, 
that is not something that should be ten dollars a pack for right. per person, and it's a gamble if you get it or not. Yeah, it's completely random, and you know that's yeah. one of the things that really took me out of the game. Is like, look, these people can get advantages over me just by paying and not actually earning it. And yeah. that's why I love, even though Metro doesn't have multiplayer, it's a standalone game. Mm-hmm. It was like. A game should be able to stand up on its own. Yes. Even the campaign and the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. There should not be a sacrifice of one... Uh, either the multiplayer is good or the campaign's good. It does not cost money to make a good video game. Yep. Like, no. It's it's like people are like, oh, you know, we are limited by this budget. So you are a multi-billion dollar corporation who profits off making video games. Yeah. And you're going to make a terrible campaign yep. to sacrifice for a somewhat mediocre multiplayer? Yeah. I, think, I, think, right. I, think, I think people need to realize, though, is that, like, you know, you know, even whenever games started, the, the, the first half of the games were single-player games. That's how storytelling evolved. We'll get into this in the next year, because there's a game that came out next year, and we all know what I'm talking about. Yep. That had a terrible multiplayer, but it was, fa- was going to fail from the start. That's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, so moving on past Battlefront, uh, Fallout Four. I never, I, never got into it. I played some of Fallout Three. I love the setting. That entire. Boston. It's kind of weird. The whole they never invented the microchip. It's like eventually you're gonna make that. Like, yeah, eventually yeah. you will. Especially with the technology you have, you're gonna get that good at one point. Yeah. What's but, what's. Uh, well, I really do love about that though is like you know I wasn't really a big Fallout fan. I wasn't a big one. Then I got into Fallout Four, and I, I loved the game. I never really beat it. Sorry. I've had it for this long. And I still haven't beat it. I just I, play it for the mods. I almost choked in my sweet tart's bite. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I have Fallout Four. I played a good bit yeah. of it. I play for the mods, really. It's just fun. I never got into it's it. It's a fun campaign. It's, it's there's, so there's cheesy. There's some weird moments. Yeah, it's a little cheesy, but it's a pretty fun for the setting and everything. Yeah. If you can lose yourself in that whole, like, uh, the whole nuclear. 70s yeah. music or whatever. Not even 50s. 50s. 50s, yeah. 50s music in a nuclear apocalypse wasteland where you're using bottle caps for trading and <laughs> whose idea was that? nuclear power. <laughs> okay, first, whose, first I- whose idea was that? Ball caps for currency. Why not just use dollars? Dollars? Nah, ball caps. Yeah, something of substantial value. Which is we're going to talk about in Metro. Bullets. Bullets are going to be the next currency. In the event of a nuclear apocalypse, you are going to use bullets as currency. I don't I care what people say. I'll be fine with that. Because they're practical. Yeah, they can be used for anything. You can trade. I would make stuff to be able to get that capability to defend myself, especially when bullets are as scarce as they are. Oh, yeah. Why are bottle caps valuable? Yeah, I never understood that. I'm like, okay, first of all, why that? It's like, that, that's something I do like about the Metro Seas. that like, you know, you know, there were bullets. I'm like, because bullets are important in that type bullets of scenario. Bullets are valuable. Yep. Bottle caps are not. It is literally a piece. It's a, literally a bottle cap. Yeah. <laughs> like, that has no utility. Value. Yeah, where it's like, nowadays, like, we use, it's worthless to us. It's absolutely worthless. I could see maybe because that, that could not be replicated easily. Mm-hmm. But, I don't like, know. Bleh. It's still kind of weird. Still, bullets is such a better form of currency for that scenario. Shall we talk about, dare I say it, Halo 5? Halo 5? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's say this for a record. President's not like Halo 5, and neither do we. We do not like Halo 5 at all. 
I don't just dislike Halo 5. I'm waiting for the day I get a skeet launcher so I can just put my Halo 5 disc in it and then snipe that piece I, of garbage out of the air. There was so much out. that they did there wrong There was so much game. potential. The, the can we is... just smash cut to that, that audio clip of where they were like, relax, relax. We know you saw the Spartan Lock character. Everybody said he better not be the main character. He's not going to be the main character. You're going to be able to play as Master Chief. Four, double four, double yeah. smash cut to Master Chief only being playable for like three, three missions. out of the twelve missions. Four that missions he... out of the ten. Yeah, four. yeah. Like, oh my gosh! And also the lie, the hunt the truth, hunt campaign. the truth, hunt the lie. Oh my, oh my gosh. goodness! Hunt the chief. That marketing campaign was so good because they took because yeah. they, so they took notes from Halo Two. They took notes from Halo Two with the with the uh, I like bees marketing, and they made it work. Halo 5's campaign was so good. And we absolutely all loved Hunt the Truth. And then they were like, yeah, you know, they were saying like this cr- mm-hmm. this conspiracy where it's like, Mass Chief is if a traitor. You, oh, I have a great bit. Uh, if y'all are listening to this, go look up Fact Fiend videos because they're the greatest like time, li- like just something to listen to while you're doing work. They have a great one over Halo 5. The people at 343 did not think Master Chief was the main character of the Halo yeah. series. The quintessential face of the Xbox that has been yep. the face of the Halo campaign ever since the first one came out. Oh, we didn't really think he was the main character. We just felt like he was a vessel for the player to go, if Master Chief is not the main character of Halo, who is? <laughs> Halo? I, I nearly... Yeah, the ring itself. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, no, no, no. Here's funny. Pop the helmet off. It's really the ring itself. <laughs> it's just a floating Halo ring. Yeah. Surprise. Like, bruh. How... <laughs> How incompetent do you have to be to not see that the fan favorite character mm-hmm. and face of this franchise, not just the franchise, but the Xbox, is the main character? It's what it was. They were trying to okay. They were trying to. You're trying to remake a new character. You're trying to create a whole new Master Chief. And that's sad though, because like you know, Master Chief, you know, because like I remember them talking about like you know at this point, Master Chief is old. You know like. You know, he's, he's I get that in terms of total years, yes. Yes, but in like also the, okay, we got to go over this too. Old for the future, where you have augmentations and all that, you are going to be like combat capable well into your seventies. Oh yeah, you're still well, yeah, but his actual physical body is still that of a thirty-something-year-old. Yeah, he's just been cryo frozen for his actual. Oh, okay, his actual total life is what. Upper fifties, I say that. Yeah. I think it. I, I think, think, maybe, I think yeah, someone maybe, did the maybe. math on YouTube, and he did the math on it. Master Chief was like nearing sixty. Yeah. But in terms of how often and how much he was frozen and put into sleep, oh, yeah, he's like he's still only in his upper twenties, early thirties. Yeah. He's just been asleep a long time. Yeah. Oh That's, no, he's like actually in his forties or something. I, I know what video you're talking about. He's, anyway. Uh, Halo 5 Guardians was a... Okay, hang on. Can we talk for a minute? We're watching the Halo 4 uh, cutscenes here in a second. That moment where Cortana says, I'm sorry, I can't go with I you. I legitimately cried. Time, I cried at that That scene. is literally... Okay, I didn't even know... Now that I've played all the Halos, that is like when I had to put down my dog Dutch. I yeah. completely understand Chief's feeling of that now. Yeah, that was because so Because someone sad. that is a part of your life for that long, someone or something, because I mean, Cortana's mm-hmm. technically not a person, even though she's a remap of a brain. Yeah. Halo lore! Uh, that is the most soul-crushing moment of this thing that has been a part of my life and, you know, something this this being in my life mm-hmm. for so many years. 
just fades away. In, well, I mean, and, well, I mean, and there's no, also, literally nothing you can well, do about well, it. Well, what's funny though is that, like, you know, he only knew her. Well, what we know right now, we she only. He only knew her for about like what during like the lifespan of AI and Halo is seven is years. Seven, seven years. years. Yes, but yeah, he only knew her for about like from two thousand, from like maybe like in his early days of training, I think. Yeah. as a Spartan, and then to like twenty five fifty two, then he was asleep. They've only she, known each other for what five years? Maybe five. He years. was already a Spartan too, and seen multiple combat missions before she was issued to him. Yeah, yeah. and from Halo, she Reach, saved him she from depression been... and PTSD. Yeah, yes. She she brought him companionship and someone to look out for. So yeah. let's let's take that moment, that moment where Chief is just absolutely soul crushed because the one voice and person yeah. that he can absolutely one hundred percent trust that has never betrayed him. The only person that I'm, I'm just going to call her a person because by she, definition, she AI and the Halo are remapped from donor brains, yeah. and that so her. Central processing, mm -hmm. whatever. She is. She has a brain in her. She is a thinking creation. Yes. That and that that life that is such an integral part of you yeah. getting just taken yeah. away, and there's literally nothing you can yep. do about it. Smash cut to Halo Five. Okay, where Cortana wait, 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 is now the villain. Okay, okay, wait. Can we? Can well, we? the other thing I want to touch up on this. She was one of the first AI to actually have DNA with her. Yes. Yeah. And she has DNA from Halsey. Mm -hmm. yeah, she's Chief, a clone of Dr. Hall. Master Chief regarded Halsey as a, almost like a surrogate mother. Yes. Yeah. So to him, especially in Halo 4, he doesn't know if, what Halsey is. Like, if she's alive, what she's yeah. been doing, where she is. Last so for all he knows or possibly thinks, she's gone. And yeah. now he's losing the only thing that he has left of her. Yeah. No, he, he knew she was yeah. there because he was trying to get Cortana back to Halsey. Yeah. Even though, yeah, he didn't have confirmation yeah. she was alive. That was yeah. the whole part of the first couple of missions. I think mm -hmm. what was what was really the most biggest moment of Halo Four was the scene where she asked, "I need to know if you're still the man or if you're a machine." Yeah, yeah. Promise yeah. me you'll figure out which one of us is human and which. That one was really is like that. You know, that was a pretty good piece of dialogue. Can I? For, yeah. So, not I'm not trying to be rude, talk, but like, it's your podcast. So. <laughs> The things I love about games and storytelling, though, is that, like they tried to pull in a philosophy about it. They tried to tell you a mentality or like, or like a big question, though. A message. Um, yes, mm -hmm. yes, a message. Whereas, like, Halo 4 tries to question you, like, are you, fi are you fighting, are you playing as someone a machine is, or a man? Yeah, someone that is that augmented and yeah. that indoctrinated. Are you still a human at that yes. point? Or are you, are you no different than Just this an killing AI? thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's really what's great, though. And, like, mm -hmm. the fact that, like, you got questioned by a person who was created as an artificial intelligence really does hit that, does just really hit you with that. You're like, like, man, this is really, like, this is the world we live in where it's like, yeah. I may be a war machine, but I'm still human, though. Yeah. And that's really a rough <laughs> thing to go through. Edging into Iron Giant territory. Yeah, it <laughs> really is. I've never uh, seen Iron Giant. Bruh. I'm going to watch that at some point. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, no, that is... Video games should, e like, elicit an emotional response from the really audience, mm -hmm. um, especially in cutscenes and stuff. Halo 4, that moment where Cortana, for all intents and purposes, is now dead, yep. is the single time I have ever cried in a video game. I yeah. almost went ballistic when Chief looked at Earth and looked back down at the nuke. Oh, yeah. And was... I was sitting there, I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. three, four, three, don't you do it! And yeah. then he just super slam dunks, punches Yeet. this nuke to set it off. Yeah. At that point, we all kind of realized, look, it's either It just him. went black, and I was like, 
did you seriously just kill off the biggest face of any game other yeah. than Mario? Or I mean, that's one heck of a way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> that would be one. He sacrificed himself for humanity, basically. The for now. final sacrifice he, he would have done to, you know, for Earth. All of this stuff he has done is for Earth. A planet he wasn't even born on. Mm-mm. No. He was well, born on a... What was it, what was the planet he was on? The, the thing Should is... I don't know. The There's so many is, planets in Halo. <laughs> is that the new the new game coming out for Halo. Uh, for Halo Infinite? Infinite. They they've for all intents and purposes made that game look like it's going to be Master Chief's final hurrah. Yeah. Which uh, it uh, does uh, need to come to an end because it does. But I they really need to end it correctly. Yes. Because if you piss off this fan base, you will not have another game. No. Yes. Well, they need to end it because it's really at the end. Yeah, because eventually, like, you know, like, Master Chief, he's lost to one person he cared about, yep. and now he's trying to deal with, like, do I kill her or do I try to save her? Well, and it's he not says, just that. I it's, think at the end of Halo 5, he's come to terms with, I have to kill her. Yeah. I have to stop and this. And the fact that, like, look... I don't think he wants to kill her. He's going to do Oh, I wasn't saying he wants to. I'm We're just saying he sees it. He sees the threat. Yeah, he sees... And Master Chief has gone through enough things that he knows what things can and can't be saved. Yeah. He says, like, I have a feeling he's going to wind up sacrificing himself, and I mean literally, and I hate to say this, this is just speculation, dying. Yeah. Like, he, he's going to full Cortana in some way. He's going to somehow outsmart this massively smart AI, yeah. and he's going to sacrifice himself and kill her in the process and yeah. save humanity one last time. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of... I crazy. hope they don't kill him off that way. He needs to retire. That is the only yes. way you're going to appease everyone. If he lives life. through everything and literally looks at whoever's in the chain of command and says, I'm done with this. Yeah. And then give us a face reveal. I know why they... <laughs> I don't know. I, know I think I'm they... fine with no face reveal for him. No, we don't need a face reveal. We've already had a face reveal in Halo 4, the legendary ending. All yes. you saw was this. Okay. All you saw was the bridge of his nose not, and his eyes. We're not DC, you know, civilians. We can uh, we can pretty much tell what someone looks like by just that bar. Yeah. Well, anyway. it's it, I know why they introduced Locke and tried to make him this better character is because they're trying to have someone to pass the torch. That's on. what I'm thinking. Because like I but don't. Locke is such a terrible character. <laughs> okay, so I want to start off with this though. Master Chief. Yeah. His the, I knew that they were trying to build a new main character with Locke. And if, been, and if they did right, it would have been perfect. But with the fact that in Halo 5, the they, they didn't get... Morphed, you uh, didn't do any character development on him. You didn't give him a backstory. Halo Nightfall was complete trash. With really Scott's producer, and you still botched it up. It was absolutely yeah. horrendous. It, it was absolutely terrible to watch. Terrible. It was boring. such a bad plot. It was so, I own Halo Nightfall. You, you, wait, wait, you own it? I want to say it's up here on the show. The point is, anyway, go on. You had a chance to make a great character, kind of like you have the next generation of Halo, basically, is all I like to call it. That's but you messed it up, and now you know, now most of your communities now want to pay attention to it, though. And that's really sad, though, because, you know, I mean, I mean, if you look at the generation of Halo, I mean, like, I grew up with Halo. I, I grew up with Halo, and, you know, I want the next generation of gamers to love Halo. I want Halo to continue on. But I know it's not going to be a Master Chief, though. I would have accepted Palmer as no. the next... Okay, <laughs> that's... I Okay, I'm saying accepted because she is an infinitely better character than Locke. 
even mm. though she's got a reason to be as spunky as she is. As mm, like yeah. uh, one of the deadliest soldiers the humankind has ever seen, yeah. somehow manages to miss a headshot on Halsey. Yeah, that's that's okay. You can say that as what was it? <laughs> Thorn like knocked her away. Something like that. But still, even then, I don't think she was because Palmer said Palmer's Oni. Yeah, so, Palmer uh, is straight Oni. She probably that was probably part of the plan the entire time was to not kill Halsey. Maybe to yeah. some extent. But yeah, I would have accepted Palmer because she is an established badass. In the uh, both we see in the Spartan Ops cutscenes and everything, she solo clears out this entire uh, this entire Covenant base. Yeah, and uh, that's like that's good. The fact that she's the commander of all Spartan fours on that base, you and they gave her an actual legitimate backstory. She was not tacked on or everything. I would have accepted her being uh, the next person. Like the next person in the Halo saga yeah, to, have yeah. pa- to, to have Chief pass the torch on for her. Yeah, it's. I know this is gonna sound very weird though, and I I probably will sound weird for this, but this is my own opinion. I do think that if they were to continue the Halo series and now with Master Chief, I think you will be either with two options: your A with your own character, you get to create your own character, or B you continue the story on with Arbiter. Like have story. Arbiter I have a feeling they're gonna kill him off too. I'm worried about that. They- I swear, if they do that, then Halo's room for me. Because they already kind of teased it. Why? In in Halo 5. Halo 5, they said, like, yeah, the Arbiter's got a big role. Okay. Probably nothing. Okay, I would like to point out... There are several situations in Halo 5 where you just stumble upon, and he almost gets his grits roasted by a standard person. They've already given you little That's clenches thing on... That's where they're, like, warfing Arbiter again, and it's I don't want them to add another person, like, try yeah. to replace him. But it's also the thing is, Arby, there is, like, in lore, they have tried to kill Arby so many times. I know. Locke even failed to kill him. It just never works. It's like, you can't have someone be this good. And even Thelvadam, the uh, the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, the the brute ship's outnumber us three to one. Then it is an even fight. (laughs) Well, that that was Shipmaster, though. Yeah, that was... Thelvadam is his arbiter. Oh, yeah, Velvet on with the Arbiter. Artus, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah. The, uh, sorry, I'm... <laughs> Artus, whatever his name is. You call yourself a Halo fan. <laughs> I'm mixing it. Okay, I'm tired. We've been doing this for a while now. But no, uh, you can't have someone be such an established badass and then just wharf them. Yep. Because that didn't work for Star Trek The Next Generation because then it just makes Worf look weak as heck. And it's... Yeah, it was... It... <sighs> It's such an annoying thing that what we're stuck in right now, and you know, at this point, Halo Infinite is really our last hope. Because if we don't, if if Halo Infinite doesn't save all the problems that Halo Five did, and along with the backstory, and along with the backstory also of Halo Five, because like they built up Halo Five saying like, yeah, this is gonna be the big, this is gonna be like a massive fight against like old generation versus new generation. I mean, a new generation yeah. of Spartans. And there was like one wimpy fight, and there was one fight scene. It was like the slowest thing ever when Spartans are. In canon, some of the fastest reacting thing there. Looks, that would be like the fight. It would be more like the fight from the Matrix. Yeah, where yes. it's you know the robots. Yeah, and the way I'm at the way I present the fight is two drunk people fighting. Yes, it's like two geriatric old dudes got put in a power armor suit and they still fought like old men. Yes, and it just it just 
It, it looks stupid. That should have been fast. There should have been weighty punches. The only good punch is the one where Chief's visor gets cracked. Yes. Yeah. That was kind that, of a slap. All, that wasn't really a punch. Though, you just because it had them. momentum. That's why it was like, ooh, that was a good hit. And that's and, understandably, you know, it shattered the hell out you know, of Chief's visor. And that was Chief the, turns around. He's oh, like, you've done it now. Chief turns around. Cowabunga it is. Yeah, and the fight that's like, the problem was like, you know, like during the entire marketing, like they say, uh, they said like, Locke is down to hunt down. Don't, Locke is sent, he was ordered by, who was it he say was ordered by? Oni? To hunt down the Master Chief? And, like, he gets in, like, one fight and that's it. It's like, and nothing's ever brought up again. Yeah, it, it was dumb. It was very dumb. But, yeah, let's, uh, start wrapping it up. Yeah. So, next up is... Siege. Siege. Rainbow Six Siege. There was, okay, Siege... <laughs> It started weird because if you watch, go back and watch the E3 trailer for mm -hmm. it, it looked like it was going to be so good. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, it was weird. <laughs> Tossing out a drone throws out a big pin. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was such a weird thing, but it was going to be, like, groundbreaking and all mm -hmm. that. And then we got the initial game, and I was like, what? What? And yeah, so that was already a rocky start. And then once the ops started coming out, where it was like, okay, these are like actual sort of real world, you know, bleeding edge. Yeah. yeah. Could be coming up pretty soon kind of technology things. It's like, okay, you know, Jackal's ability to track footprints in real time. I was like, eh, that's a little, a little much. Yeah. I think the last good ops we got, like the good operation was Chimera. Where it was Lion yeah. and all that. Yeah. Even though Lion was so busted when it came out. Oh, yeah. He's still, and then, yeah. And then now we're getting to the bad part. It's like, really, Siege was only good in the middle. Great mechanics, kind of weirdly done. Yeah. Where, you, I, you know, breakable walls, stuff like that. Yeah, that worked in real... I mean, that can work in real life. And, like, I, I watched a video about them talking about, like, you know, a actual, like, SWAT team discussing, like, what, what works in Siege and what doesn't. Though. And he said, like... 50% of the stuff in the game works, and then 50% of the stuff is absolutely, like, bull. Like, they would never use, like, yeah. like grenades in, in a house, because that could just absolutely just burn it down. Grenades in a house in a hostage situation. Yeah. 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 I yeah. still think it's good. I yeah. still think it's, it's running It is good. a fun game to play, but it is not as realistic as it was nope. marketed. As a tactical nope. first-person shooter, It's completely different so much, from its trailer. And I don't like Ubisoft's business practice, of especially in the most recent one, where they... Oh, you know, the previous uh, operation, whatever, not Wind Bastion, whatever it was. The one that came out with the sniper that can shoot through the... No, yeah, it's Grifting, or <laughs> Grifting Vibes is the title of Russian Badger. <laughs> Shifting Tides. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the op Before that, they were like, oh, we think Glass is a little bit overpowered, so we're going to kind of nerf to where his his thermal scope only works when staying still, or whatever it was. That was so dumb. And, uh, yeah, which was a completely pointless nerf. I was like, why would he do this? And then all of a sudden, in the next operation, we get a, a you know a chick with a badass sniper rifle that uh, pretty much can go through anything. Yeah. Can pretty much a go through anything, but takes the place of glass. Literally, like, literally, the new operator looks at glass and says, "Who are you?" And the new operator says, "I'm you, but better." <laughs> and she's only better because Ubisoft nerfed her. Yeah. Knowing what Ubisoft does, the amount of like they not bait you, but they put stuff out there, and then it's not near as good. Yeah. I would not put it past them to nerf the old ops oh, yeah. to make the new ones relevant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what was it? Uh, taking away Jaeger and uh, Bandit's ACOGs and stuff oh, like goodness. that? Yes. And then, especially now, they're trying to replace already existing ops. Well, my and his little thing. Uh, yeah. 
His line, you could worry less about grenades now. Yeah, and stop worrying about now. grenades now. Jaeger's line is so much better. You could stop worrying about grenades now. <laughs> yeah, it's and like... I forget it's, it's tailored. I love that. But yeah, so the fact... They, okay, you know Warden was originally... We're going off on a tangent about Siege again, but I want to say this real quick. It's Warden so, was supposed to be the alternative to Jaeger. Oh, yeah. Warden doesn't do anything Jaeger does. Yeah. Jaeger's ability zaps grenades out of the air. Any Warden grenades, any projectiles, really. Warden's special gadget. Warden, you have to smoke. stand still and manually activate it to be able to use it yeah. against flash grenades. And it's I want to say they came out with Wamai well, because Warden flopped. They're like, oh, we need to get on voice. Yeah, and it's. I think really the moment. I just don't like the business practice. Of, yeah. yeah. I think really the moment, like, Rainbow Six Siege kind of broke for me was the moment where, like, we started getting the Korean operators. It just kind of, like, uh. Oh, what was the guy that could basically... Oh, Viggle? Yeah, with Viggle. the camera. You're, yeah. you're invisible to cameras? It was... We're, so we're doing the meme version of him saying Viggle. We know it's Vigil. <laughs> I'm so used to calling him Viggle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, like, it, it was just like... Like, it this doesn't seem like it could really work. I mean, it could work, but... A it jamming seems... device? It's absolutely well, I mean, well, real. Well, I mean, I'm talking a about... jamming device would work. It would not be able to real-time wipe your image from yeah. cameras that are not on your network. I know this is supposed to be a realistic game, because let's face it, now we have Spire Woman in the game now. Yeah, so. no, the whole Peru, like, units... With female Batman. Yes. <laughs> okay, this is the... It's, like, counter-terrorist units that are not nearly that well-funded and will never be in the future. Yeah. It's it, just... Yeah. I get that Rainbow Six is supposed to be an international unit. But that's just they're, they're units this. taken from this, like, they're in the unit now. They had this stuff before they were part of the unit. Yeah. I don't understand that part. Yeah, why would he? If you play the old Rainbow Six games, they're so much more different. Oh yeah, Rainbow Six Vegas Two, I think, is whatever it was. Yeah, it was was such a good tactical game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was fun to play. All right, we went off on a tangent. Oh yeah, sorry. Let's go to the next. Sorry, sorry. So next thing we're that was the last for 2015. So now we get to I can consider a good and bad of 2016. Overwatch, Dark Souls Three, Battlefield One, No Man's Sky. Doom. You better say, you better say Doom. Timefall Two, The Division, and Gears Four, and uh, Infinite Warfare. Okay, y'all yeah, talk. Right, yeah, y'all talk first. I've been talking for a so, while. But. Infinite Warfare again should not have slapped the Call of Duty label on it. It yes. should I, not have. Halo okay, so I'm even gonna, though you had Conor McGregor in there, yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. say this right now. I played the game. I, I rented. I rented it one night to play it. It seemed like a sci-fi game wasn't sci-fi it just it seemed like a realistic sci-fi game but the story like it had cool ideas but it just didn't work for a call of duty game it could have worked if it had a totally different name like if they didn't have call of duty in it it would have been a perfect sci-fi game it would have been called something else but the fact that it was named call of duty and the fact that you're trying to realize now this is now call of duty it just didn't work yeah and the fact that they were really trying to show horn, yeah, this is the future of Call of Duty. You know, it's like what was it like wall running spaceships? We space saw this last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally just a reskin. Yeah, it, and they they literally took stuff from Halo and took it as their own. Yeah, it was it was absolutely. It was like Call of Duty mixed with Halo. Yeah, it it, it just didn't seem right. It just yep. didn't work well. Uh, yeah, JT. I say y'all talk more. <laughs> Let's see, twenty sixteen, uh, Dark Souls three. Yeah, I didn't touch it. I Again, played know, that yeah. a lot. I, I'm not going to say I, I played the absolute hell out of it, but I did play a lot of it, enough to complete it several times over. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I never really be. I, I enjoyed it because that was really the first one I got into. They 
they made it seem a little bit easier mm-hmm. for just the base people of the the common things that you run into. But as soon as you got to the bosses, oh, aside from the bar and the massiveness of them, yeah. the gigantism of them. We'll go over that when I get yeah. to the division because I absolutely hate health bars and I have a reason. Yes. Yeah. Y'all go. Um, but Dark Souls 3 made it seem like you had a challenge getting to the boss. Mm-hmm. But now that you're at the boss, hold you better on. hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, the first boss I think of that comes to mind with that was I started breezing through some of the bosses and then to get to one of the not main bosses but a, a side boss. Mm-hmm. I had to get through um, the, I think it was called the Valley Dancer, Dancer of the Valley, something like that. Yeah. And she had these twin swords, and she just acrobat jumped. Yeah, all I know what you're talking about now. I could not. Be, I, I walked in there by accident. Like yeah. I walked in the boss fight. I was like, "Whoa, this is cool!" And I realized, I Wait, could man. not. Why do I hear boss? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, open up, like I'm like I'm hearing boss music, but I don't see a bar or anything. Yeah. And so she jumps. I'm like, ah! Yeah. I, I could not figure out her pattern. Yeah. And it changed every time, it seemed mm-hmm. like. I could not get it. And that's another thing. Dark Souls... I wound up did get... I wound up actually doing it, by the way. Really? <laughs> did you really, though? <laughs> Almost before breaking an Xbox Elite controller. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. that was, now, oh. Dark Souls, the whole enemies that attack in patterns thing, that also draws me out of it. If it's a very predictable pattern, that is not how real sword combat is. If you ever watch fencing... Yeah. It's like three moves and then the person wins. <laughs> yeah. It's so quick and it's... Well, I mean, like, that's saying I really don't... Never mind. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting <laughs> sad now. We probably don't have time for that. You want to talk about The Division now? Yeah. Okay, well... Talk about The Division then I'll go on my spill about Doom. Can we talk about Titanfall 2 first? Yes! <laughs> okay, so Titanfall 2... So, Titanfall 2 was the on. first Titanfall I got into. I got into Titanfall 2. I really care if Titanfall... I loved Titanfall 2. I know a lot of people said the campaign was kind of cheesy. And, you Preston's know, you putting can... on the Titanfall 2 helmet yeah. now. <laughs> you you can... think I'm not going to talk about Titanfall 2 with my Titanfall 2 helmet on? So I might want to sit closer to the, So I know, I know a lot of people did not like the campaign because he said like it was too predictable. I loved it. It felt like an original story that did not do anything for it. It felt perfect. And yeah, I loved it. it. Uh... You're going to have to cut this bit out because, holy crap, how do you not understand? Put the headphones on and see how I sound, damn it. Do I sound good? time, I swear to God. No, we are. I know. I just thought we weren't for a second. Sorry. All right, can you hear it now? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Okay, you can still hear me good. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so... We're going to go over this bit. Titanfall 2's campaign was freaking awesome. I loved it. Like, the fact that yeah. not only would you get different dialogue lines if you picked a different option, yep. yeah, but cool. uh, the fact that BT was such a very well-developed character for a robot. Oh, yeah. That I love was... when he does that whenever he catches he, it. Yeah, he's yeah, he yeah. thumbs up. He's, like, trying to figure out how to do it, and he does it. It's like, ah, oh, <laughs> brother. <laughs> it was such a cool Literally idea. Literally eats you almost a kilometer. Yeah, that was yeah, a great yeah. moment too. He looks at you and goes, "Trust me," and then right. just yeets you. Yeah. What was funny though is that, like, you know, in my experience, it felt like a boy in his dog story. But yet, the yeah. dog is a giant a boy robot. In his dog giant is like the dog is a multi-ton piece of modern me- mechanical. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like you're, 
you're creating a connection. I gotta take the helmet off because it's hot. You're you're creating a relationship with this robot that has no feelings, and you're trying to figure out like, okay, like where are we go. Don't you say that to me. He has feelings. Yeah. Yeah. No. The first one that was they give you like the option to do voices and stuff. Like you could pick the different voices and whatnot. Yeah. I always yeah. picked the French chick, but uh, yeah. No. It uh, that was such a great idea to like. Now the Titans are actually smart because that was their way to try to get you. Not the French chick, whatever the whatever the seductive voice was, because that just cracked me up. Because it was a great bit. The reason I picked that voice is it was supposed to try to promote uh, pilots making sure their chassis comes back in one piece. Yeah. Because they get attached to it and be like, oh, he's not the meal. Hey, woo. But, but no, uh, I like Jeez. that they, they capitalized on that by giving the Titans actual like advanced yeah. AI that can communicate with you. Because that that that's like my heart, my soul thing. Yeah. Where uh, especially, I like that it flipped that on its head. Where it's not just you know BT dies, BT loses his pilot, and that actually affects him. Yeah. To the point of where he he looks at uh, Cooper, and he's like, "I will not lose another pilot," yeah. and then sacrifices himself to achieve yeah. that objective. Yeah. That was such a and great then, moment. And then then at the end, you kind of yeah. see like little Morse code. You're like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. had uh, BT's kinda, like, core. Yeah, you. Were, yeah, yeah, how how did you get BT's core? I don't think it was BT's. Core. It may have been another one. That maybe it was the part was where his eye is. Yeah. Oh, it was the headpiece. Yeah. 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 How did he get that? If he legitimately just BT just yeet him off, you're like, yeah. unless maybe it may have been a new one. What I'm thinking is, it there had to be something that had an imprint of him. There has to be a backup, especially if you put. That I was much just about effort, to say, yeah. If you have that much Every effort so put often. into an AI that complex. There has to be a backup. Whether Every so often when you get back to the ship, you dock your Titan and then it just downloads the most recent file from him. So before be. BT Which got is, killed. I see why they didn't do that because that's really dehumanizing because it's like, oh, that robot. That's kind of like what they did with Ethan where he was constantly was just like, I'm not an actual person. I'm a robot. Y'all just imprint on me that I'm a person. Yeah. I was like, while Ethan or was... Or Chappie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Chappie. We're going to have to do a story or a podcast about Chappie because that was a good concept but it was very badly executed it was uh with like because Ethan was the most memorable character for me from uh Infinite Warfare yeah. because of that fact that he was like yeah. he was very relatable but he also acknowledged the fact that he goes I'm just a piece of hardware yeah y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all imprint on yeah. me like I'm a person but I'm not he no matter very, how much I try I'm he not felt very humanoid he yeah. felt very humanoid. He's, he was a sympathetic person, but at the same time, he wasn't afraid yeah. to kick a little yeah. butt when he, yeah. he just shoulder charges that guy what, through him. What, like, was, what, what was the thing he said like, whenever, whenever you first meet him, like whenever you're on the dropship? Oh, yeah, yeah. because you know, he's messing with uh, Salter, and he's like holding on to the edge. He goes, you know, I carry the brain of an organic donor. And she goes, really? He's like, yeah, I was... Uh, a farmer? Know, yeah, it's, uh, I carried the brain of a farmer that was like a donor thing. She's like, wow, that's... And he looks at her and he goes... Ma'am, I actually don't. <laughs> yeah. It's just a complete joke. He goes, I'm just breaking the ice. I actually don't. <laughs> that was so organic. That was, such a great, that was a great introduction to yeah. you. That was like your first time meeting Ethan. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's awesome. He's a robot, yeah. but he's programmed like a person. Yeah, that was like the one time I actually laughed at Call of Duty game. I'm like, that's funny. That's perfect. That was good. But I love it. He looked at her like how humans look at each other with complete seriousness. And he goes, no, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Shaking his head. <laughs> like, I no. like, literally that. I cannot believe you fell for that. <laughs> but like, Timefall was just like, oh. Yeah. The story was amazing. 
I, I teared up at the end. It did. That was okay. That was the closest I've got to tearing up since Halo Four. Oh with yeah, that Cortana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like, since you know Cortana is not actually a human, especially for like non-humanoid partners yeah. and stuff. Because I mean, like you created this close bond with this robot over the over like throughout this time playing this game, and then like you think you're gonna survive with him, and then all of a sudden he takes this part, and he's like surprised, and he's like, I throw you. Just, just so I will not lose another pilot and then yeet you out. <laughs> yeah, well, no. He says goodbye, doesn't he? Or he says something like no. that. No. No, I think he just yeets you. He just yeets you. Mm. But, um, uh, but that's that's the cool thing about their storytelling for that is because with Cortana, you, with a lot of us, um, you, you grew up with the first Halo of having Cortana by your side, then the yeah. second, then the third, and then, and then Halo 4 came around. And but with Titanfall managed to do that in one game. Yeah. They managed to pull that off in it's a the what? Course of what? What do they do? Thirteen hours? hours? No, no, no. no oh, yeah, yeah, campaign yeah. total time is like sixteen Six hours. hours. Really? It's not even that. It's a short campaign. Yeah, it really I'm is. I'm saying like, if you the way that they do it, the way I read it is yeah, any yeah. game that says like you have sixteen hours of campaign, it's if you take the time on every single mission to yeah. gather every single oh, look thing. For yeah. stuff. Okay. But yeah, if you just stick straight to story. I finished, yeah, I finished yeah. it in like two and a half days or something. It took yeah. me three days to beat it. It took me two. Yeah. Just because I When I get off work, I would go play it, and then the next day I got off work and finished it. But yeah, they managed to get that almost Cortana-level attachment yeah. to this yeah. you know, yep. non-humanoid character in-game in the course of 72 hours because there's the drop... And then the day after the initial drop where Cooper yeah. almost gets you know, jacked up by the mm-hmm. What it reminded me of for some reason. It reminded me of the you scene. Interrupted from, me. Sorry, but like <laughs> but like the introduction, it reminded me of the scene from Starship Troopers where like they launch all the fu- these units and yeah, like it was like Starship Troopers but minus the fascism. <laughs> oh yeah. But like it reminded me of like, yeah, you were like basically the last one alive, basically. That survived. Anyways, can sorry, I sorry, sorry, sorry. Because you have that day after where it's like, okay, you're finding the core for BT. They walk around. There's what the next day where they go to find this uh, the teleporter thingy, yeah. and then one day after that. So that's what three, maybe four days. Yeah. Like, to get this attached to BT, whenever Cortana mm-hmm. took three, four, four games actually. Yeah. To. Uh, and in real time. Years. It's re- yeah, in real time, it was years. And then you managed to get the connection where it's like, you know, BT sacrifice. And I was like, oh. And that was the and the reason that I think Ethan's uh, sacrifice fell kind of flat on its face in uh, didn't Infinite he, Warfare didn't, was the fact that they reiterated, I'm just a piece of hardware and all that. Yeah. And the fact that when he says, you know, that I'm, I'm ready mm-hmm. thing is like, you can be as ready as you want. He, isn't there one thing where he literally says, I backed myself up so it's yeah. okay if I die? It's like, that kind of takes me out of yeah. it because they hammer that home so hard. I'm just a piece of hardware. Yeah, thing. like, they like they, bas- they basically hint at you, yeah, he's going to die. Don't get too attached to him. Yeah. That's what yeah. was kind of sad. And that's what, yeah, you're not supposed to get attached to him because he yeah. is ex- expendable and all that. That's what's kind of sad about that, though. I really don't like it. Next yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. Wait, now we didn't talk right. about Doom. <laughs> Doom, yeah, Doom. Oh, yeah, Doom. You so, said you had go something. on your rant. Okay. I'm going to keep this quick because of the fact that... Uh, Sorry, gone for like an hour now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> I know I'm talking the most out of all this entire podcast. But I, got a lot but, of you know, I, I enjoy that, though. I think it's a great thing, though. So Doom 2016 is probably one of the best single-player-focused campaigns that I've ever both been a part of. Like, it came out while I was alive. And just being aware of this game is coming out. 
I personally, that's like that's where I started getting more into that metal kind of stuff. Cause I used to be all innocent until, uh, really, until I met y'all. If I'm being yeah, honest, y'all corrupted me. You're welcome. I'm one of those people where it's like <laughs> I'm into five finger death punch, but I feel bad if I step on an ant. <laughs> like, look, I've seen ants crawling around the warehouse, and I was like, he's not bugging me. I'm gonna let him do his own thing. Get, yeah. get it bugging. <laughs> Hilarious! You you're literally you're literally that line where it's like we're bad, but now we're good. We were bad, but now we're good. Well, really, we were good, but now we're bad. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Doom 2016 has a kick-ass campaign. Is incredibly well made. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah. that's that is what games should strive to be in today's mm-hmm. day and age with and the developers as big as they are. Bethesda took their time. And if you look up uh, well, it was IQ punctuation software. for Doom 2016. It was IQ software also. Id. Id software. Oh, why is it IQ? I, I, yeah. I know people want to call it ID software, but it's called Id because it's from the, the whole psychological thing, like your Id and all yeah. that. Yeah. But, uh, is, I don't saying but, uh, but, um, no, uh, just an outstanding standalone campaign. Yeah, they set up a game at the end, but they added so much lore to it that you really oh, didn't yeah. need to. You don't need to play the second game. Perfect- if you're gonna set up a game to have a sequel, that's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. You make a very well-rounded game that does not skimp on any content for that yeah. game. That make people want to pl- that make that make people want. It is such a not- replayable game. I have that is probably the third most game. That's you. <laughs> my my three game of the year things. Uh, you'll see more about them. Uh, we'll talk about them later. But that is is just such a well made game. It that is. is. We need more games like that. It, the time was taken up. There was a lot of care. They went with the original like developers. Like they told oh, yeah. them, like, what would you do if you could make Doom the original Doom, but with the capabilities yeah. of today's gaming? All that the textures are good. It looks pretty. The good. soundtrack. The soundtrack. Mick Gordon is an unappreciated gem. If y'all have not seen his video on him, he discussed making yeah. it. That Matt soundtrack, he literally took... He's such, a, he's such an excited guy, too. He, like, is. he is very passionate about what he does. Mm-hmm. He took the original chainsaw noise from the first Doom, overlaid it into just bass chords mm-hmm. on, especially uh, BFG Division. Because that's when you get that riff where it goes mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Uh, that is overlaid with that <laughs> sound bit. So you put pentagrams into a not spectrometer or whatever it is. Spe- it's not spectrography. I'm trying to think. He put it into a program that translates images into music yeah. and added that as background music. That's <laughs> such a cool. Like- he even put as a joke because he wanted to see if people were uh, the news report. People, you know, somehow all that. He also put Jesus loves you. Like what? an audio bit in that, played it backwards, like inverted it somehow, and then put that in the background. Not a single news outlet report on that, but man, that they were they up in an uproar about the <laughs> pentagrams, and he literally put Jesus loves you. But as far as especially being a religious toned game, that oh is such goodness. a great yeah. game. It is such an empowering game, too. It is. For the fact, what worries me about Doom Eternal coming out is the fact that he grunts now, like in the original Yeah, game. like, I mean... I don't like that because I love that silent character. You yeah. can imprint whoever you want. It's like Six. Yeah. Six only talks in cutscenes yep. and you know, grunts yeah. every now and then, but still. And the and the reason why I love Doom so much and the reason why I love Doom Guy in the 2016 one is because... Doom Slayer is not Doom the, Guy. The, I will always call him Doom Guy. I will always call him because I play the original Doom. The reason why I love him so much because you feel like a super soldier. You're not feeling limited. 
Yeah, because you are literally this un- this man that is literally too angry to, to die. die. And this, if y'all you know, go look up the lore of this game, it's good. It's, it's, yeah. it's such well-written what's, stuff, but it's also hilarious. What's funny though is like even the Doom guy even makes fun of it. Like he like. What is it like the AI in it is kind of like trying to tell him the backstory? He's like, shut up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he tries to give you this big expedition dump, and then Doom, uh, the Doom Slayer just punches the monitor into pieces. He's like, you know what? I don't want you. I love when Sam Hayden goes, the risks we took were calculated. But, yeah. uh, you know, all that. And Doom Guy just looks down at the dead bodies in the elevator, starts cracking his knuckles. And, yeah. and Sam Hayden goes, I, you know, I promise that these, you know, these sacrifices are not man-made. And then Doom Guy just punches the crap out of the, the voice call thing. He's like, tell that to my face. <laughs> and, uh, oh, such what? a great, such a great game. Really the multiplayer is terrible, but that was set to fail from the start yeah. because they tried to make a multiplayer for a game that was not meant to have multiplayer. Yeah. It was kind of like, well... And that's all I'm going to say about that, because yeah. I don't want to talk most of your story. Or, not story, uh, no. podcast. But yeah, Doom 2016 was such a great yeah. game for what it yeah. is. So, moving on to 2017, because we kind of need to hurry up. Uh, PUBG, Breath of the Wild, Resident Evil 7, Destiny 2, Wolfenstein 2, Assassin's Creed Origins, Fortnite, Hellblade, and Ghost Recon Wildlands. That's a pretty big... I'll, the only one I can talk about is Wildlands. I think we could skip a lot of that. Really? List. Not Destiny Two, not you know like I'll talk, Destiny Two. I'll talk. Uh, I've already, you've already heard my opinions on Destiny Two. It yeah. was too grindy. Yeah, uh, too I, grindy. I haven't touched it since the la- first month of its release. It's gotten a lot better, like way better. I don't know. Um, let's see. Origins, I haven't had the pleasure yet. Wolfenstein Two was a lot like the first one. Yeah. Um, PUBG, the yeah. one of the most well known. Battle Royales. Yeah. Is re- that one really needs no introduction. It's just... It's it's, it's good. Yeah. Fortnite. Um, where's the trash can? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Hellblade uh, was pretty good. And Wildlands is the only big one yeah. that I think I can talk about. I, so, We're going to do a lot of talking about Wildlands. So, yes. so for me, it's uh, Resident Evil 7. I actually enjoyed Resident Evil Seven. I thought it was a really good game. It it made me re- it made me really think of like uh, PT. I don't know if you guys know what PT was. Silent Hill PT. Yeah, Silent Hill mm. PT. It made me think a lot like that game. Oh, because it, it felt like it. It felt like if it was a finished product, but it wasn't a Silent Hill game. It was a Resident Evil game. Yeah, and it was perfect. I loved it. I didn't play it myself. Watched my friend play it, and it 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 was absolutely a fantastic game. It. It worked well in the Resident Evil story, but it worked well on its own, and I absolutely loved it. There were references to the original ones, like the original—I can't remember all the references. But it was just—it was a really good game. I oh, loved you mean it. Resident Evil Six, Five, Four, Three, Two, and Original? Yeah, dude, I'm actually replaying Resident Evil Two right now. Oh my goodness, that's a fantastic game. Yeah, it. Uh, let's go ahead and cut it here. Yeah, and we'll start. Uh, we'll start the- you could um. You can make decisions like on the fly. You you can choose to bring a guy into to the marshals or just kill him dead there. Um, and Arthur's storyline goes from this this I'm untouchable. Every day is is a dice roll, and if I'm gonna live or not, so I'm just gonna say screw it and go guns blazing and yeah. do whatever I can. And then you're faced with your own morality by getting sick with um, 
tuberculosis. Really? Yeah. And you... You mean mortality? <laughs> yeah, mortality. Damn. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and you turn... Arthur goes from this... This almost angry and... And gung-ho person to... Thinking about the bigger picture. About... More about the gang members that are left and all this. Mm. And... Just in general, the story is so well developed. The game looks beautiful. It has amazing characters, not just for story, but just it, it goes through every single one of their backgrounds if you do the side missions for them. And then right at the end, after the epilogue, you're literally dropped right at the beginning of the first Red Dead. Really? Yeah. So it ties into the first one. It, it ties perfectly into the first one. And then the way that they tie it in is through, let's see. I think the game spans over the course of three years. Hmm. And then it leaves you at the end of the epilogue with the beginning of the first Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Like as like the main character or as like... A... Yeah, you wind up playing as John Marston again in the epilogue. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. And Arthur Morgan is is almost as good, if not as good, as, as John Marston in terms of, like, characters and how, how well you fall in love with those characters mm -hmm. through just one session of playing. Yeah. From from beginning to end, you, you find yourself actually caring for each and every one of the gang members and you wind up, un, like, you unknowingly wind up caring about what decisions you make because the world is so immersive that if you kill this one guy out of anger or spite, Later on, somebody else will find you and be like, you killed my brother mm -hmm. over here in this town. I want revenge. Yeah. Or they'll attack your gang members while they're out. The AIs are out just doing their normal thing or whatever, and then you have to try to save them. Mm -hmm. It is so immersive that you almost wind up treating it like real life. You consider everything that you do before you do it. Yeah. That's a good suspension of disbelief. What do you mean? Like... It's like what AMS and Wilson West do. Yeah. It's very obviously a game, but if they can get you to treat it like real life, that's mm -hmm. the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's really, because I, I, I've been watching videos of it, and I, and I love Rockstar storytelling on it. Yeah. And there's a video that describes it perfectly, though. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of this YouTuber called Nicky Jakey. Mm-mm. He makes his, he has a YouTube channel, and I absolutely love his content. He talks about stuff that is legitimately fantastic content. He talks about the storytelling of Red Dead Redemption 2 and his good and bad uh, relationship with Red Dead Redemption 2. Because mm -hmm. storytelling is, you know, you know, as I said, like in this game, you know, it can be you can be open and do whatever you want, yeah. but then this game is linear in some parts. It does seem linear in some parts, but never once did I look at the story and go, that's really the direction they're taking? Or... Or anything negative about it. I was always either taken taken for a right hook or a left hook, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I feel like I'm going straight. Then here comes a blind side with with this next thing, and it was always something going on that never left you going. This is a thing. It was <laughs> always something of, oh God, I'm in this now. Yeah, and I have to do this. It, it was never any point in the story that made you disconnect from what the game is it always made you feel like you were in a, a western style world yeah 
That's 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 really a, a hard thing to achieve nowadays because like you really don't see Western games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very rare when you can see a Western game that actually makes you want to connect. Yeah. And it makes you want to. And it's so immersive. Mm-hmm. You, there's never been a time where I would turn my headphones up and then just drown everything out, and then I would actually feel like I'm actually in the West. Mm-hmm. That I was actually playing in this time. Yeah. Because it's, it's really a, you know, you know yep. cause, I mean, it's for Rockstar. You can't, none of the games Rockstar has done has yeah. been nothing but great. Yeah. Every single game has been fantastic. Because they put so much effort and detail into mm-hmm. it. It's really crazy. Because um, I was watching Naked Jakey's video, and he brought up the uh, quest for the uh, the twins that uh, basically uh, poison you and leave you. Yeah. Dead. And then they basically, like, if you hogtied the girl and you bring her back to the pit, she mm-hmm. will say a, a certain thing of dialogue that you never would have thought to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy on how much detail they go into that, though. And it's really really good and even whenever you attack other gangs there's two main gangs that that are coming after you Mm -hmm. but even if you just attack some of the smaller gangs that you wind up encountering through the main story if you don't kill them all they come back in a certain way really so it's this is going to sound really cruel but it's always wise and this is the way i did it just because of the people i hang out with in real life and everything like that is i my philosophy is if if you don't leave anybody to tell about it, nobody will know. So, yeah. pro tip for anybody who wants to play the game: if you're <laughs> ever forced into a situation where you have to kill people, kill all of them. Yeah, remember, kill them all. Little, remember, oh God, I'll sort them out. Remember, remember, they're not real people, so it's not like no, they have no. feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, even if well, apparently it is because. You kill somebody random on the street, and their cousin's going to come back and be like, you killed my cousin on this, this, such a day in in this town. I want revenge. His name is Hugo de Montoya, and you killed my father. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's nothing, it's nothing but one plus ones, ones and zeros. Nothing but that. You're good. Or are they? What if we're just ones and zeros in someone else's video game? Welcome back to computer. Welcome back to conspiracy <laughs> theories with Preston, JT, and Tyler. <laughs> yeah, sorry if I'm not talking. Are you here crunching? I got really hungry, so I'm eating chips right now. <laughs> you got some barbecue. <laughs> you don't hurry up, Peter. Go have any barbecue left. <laughs> the chips probably already. There's not gonna be any barbecue. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Oh, all right. What's next? Okay, <laughs> Battlefield Five. I think this game's very cool. Ew. Okay, I'm just gonna say one thing about it. That game sucks because it's too inclusive to the point of where it's bending history to fit a narrative. Yeah, it, which I do not appreciate being yeah. the somewhat history buff that I am. Exactly. If you're gonna make an authentic World War Two, right? Yep. Okay. If you're gonna make an authentic World War Two game, make it authentic. I will say this: If you want women in World War Two, put them in the their capacity that they were in, yeah. in World War There II. were spies in World War II that were, that were women. Mm-hmm. And there were some very effective ones, too. Yes. I'm not saying that women in World War II, like, they were all, like, you know, garbage and, you know, all that stuff. There was literally one in World War in Battlefield that looked like a prosthetic arm. That, too, prosthetics, because there's a great bit yeah, where, yeah. Uh, there was someone, uh, some, uh, one of the ladies that made, uh, it's a piece of metal just randomly in the carpet. <laughs> uh... There was some lady that the lady that figured out how to use Barbie doll joints for uh, like prosthetic huh. fingers and stuff that must like have that. Must have been a weird find. You're like, whoa! I wonder if I can. Well, because she, she oh my needed, goodness, she needed something. And yeah, we're going we're going a little off track here, but this is just to explain. 
Uh, she figured out the joints would hold position because they snap into place, mm-hmm. sort of. So uh, her daughter had a prosthetic arm. And it was like one of the higher end ones. As there's the bit I remember from the talk she was doing on this documentary was her daughter came running home from school one day and the arm was just, the prosthetic arm was just loosely flopping around behind her because it came undone. And that was in like the late 70s, maybe late 80s. I honestly don't remember. So yeah, you're not going to have a gun ready arm yeah. like in, in World War II. <laughs> And it breaks the point of where it's like there is so much customization that looks like World War II Mad Max edition. Yeah. Like they're all a bunch of road warriors. And it's like, that's not... No, stop. It's almost like they took the highest road that they should have ta- should not have taken of... And, and this they is... They tried tr- to be too inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they made women back in that day appear much more than they actually were. And I'm not slamming women. I'm just saying back then, you know, they took all the help they can get. They they put them to work for making weapons or for airplanes and everything else like that. Yeah. But there were some absolute badass women in World oh, War yeah. II. Like there was this uh, group of aviation uh, women in, in Russia, the Night Witches. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, an entire squadron of female pilots dropping Russian troops. Seriously, that is awesome. No, no, it was bombs. They were a bomber wing. And transport. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Al taught me that one. <laughs> but yeah, like one of the most effective units in Russian aviation history, all women. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, make it make, make a game about that, because like if you're going to have a female... Yeah, protect- that's how you do inclusion right, is when it's historically accurate. Yep, yeah. I don't care if it fits your narrative that you want yeah. to do. If it's not historically accurate, that's going to ruin the... They didn't have the... the I, don't, I don't mean they. I mean they as in the whole world. They didn't have... All these, for lack of better terms, regulations, rules, and how how you have to include everybody as to not make anybody feel left out or insulted. Yeah, back then. That's the thing. So if you're gonna make a game we're, about back then, keep it about back then. Yeah, we're spinning off into moderately political debates here. But <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna put it like this: if you're making a period accurate game, and people are not both sexist and racist that match with that period, yeah, it's gonna take me out of it. That's just history. History is not supposed to be nice. Nope. People, have, It's people killing each other, basically. Yeah. Then it's like, you know, it, it just <laughs> it just takes me out of a game whenever people just try to make it fit today's narrative, especially. Yeah, they tried to make it to where it fits modern, yeah. modern culture to where the reason why, you know, we and then want... When, pe- when people get pissed off for the wrong reasons about it. Yeah. That's another thing, too. It... It's, it's just annoying at this yeah. point. Moving All on right. to 2019, uh, you know, last year was actually a pretty good year for games. Yep. We got Stars, Jedi, Fallen Order, Apex Legends, Mar- Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Death Stranding, and Gears 5. The best Call of Duty to hit the oh. shelves since Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. In my opinion. Or mm-hmm. well, scratch that, even Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Knife to Watermelon. Knife to Watermelon. Yeah. So is there anyone really Your fruit want- cutting skills can, can are Can we just go over that bit where Alex snipes the watermelon from like a mile away? Yeah. The guy at the bottom butters, his fruit killing skills are remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a great callback. Yeah. Is there anything really anyone's really like... I haven't played Fallen Order yet, aside from I watched uh, Star Wars Theory's playthrough. I, uh, his eight hour stream that he did on that was nice. I, I got it for, I got it for uh, Christmas and I played it. Oh my goodness. It, it's... 
it reminds me a lot about Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. It, it has that such fantastic feeling of like narration and world building that it was just really good. And, you know, it's from Chris Avalon who wrote yeah. KOTAR 2. And it felt like Jedi Knight Outcast, you know, because like in this game, you know, you are a survivor of Order 66. You are a Padawan. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to be not oblivious, but then you have to use your powers to save a friend, and that cost your, uh, your what's the word? his job. Yeah, you basically you it costs basically his life, the person you just saved, and your your uh, whatever it's called his job partial yeah. enslavement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now and now like you have to be on the run now. From these inquisitors, and it's just—it's mm-hmm. such fantastic. Okay, story. my only issue with Fallen Order is that Star Wars, both movies and games, seem like they—I don't know why the developers feel the need to just make a new Darth Vader. With the Inquisitors, I feel like that's what they're trying to do—is these new, well, new formidable people. When yeah. it's like we all know what you're trying to imitate. You're trying to imitate, you know, the Sith Lords and all that. It's like in the Star Wars movies, especially after Order sixty six and all that, you don't get any of those anymore. Like it's literally just Darth Vader. Yeah, well, the reason... Is that, well, my last little bit, I don't know, I'll catch you off. Because, A, that takes me out of it, because it's like, I already know what's going to happen to you, because you're not relevant in any anything after this, yeah, so you have dumb. to die at some point, so I'm not intimidated by you. And it's just, it, again, it doesn't fit. Like, yeah. it's not accurate. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it works to an extent, because it gives us an ability to kind of tell, like, okay, this is not Darvair, but these are, like, their henchmen. These are, like, the next big thing. To teach, and you know, they're being trained by Darth Vader. You know, these aren't. I mean, they're not just in the games. They've been in Rebels. They've been in books. They've been in comic books. So they've been pretty well. Okay, let's not acknowledge Rebels because they literally flew away on their lightsabers, which then got killed by Darth Maul. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That game. Yeah, that shows. I always treated Inquisitors as as the on par with Ventress. Yes. If yes. you're not careful, you'll get screwed. But. They're, they're nothing. Not, they're nothing to be afraid of. They're not like Darth Vader, which is what they yeah. they always sell them as like they're all oh, these big bad guys. And then you always end up beating them with like yeah. minimal effort. No, I assume. Yeah, you know the ending, right? You know, oh yeah. You see, the surprise ending is Darth Vader, which yeah. was an absolute shocker to me. Cause I all know you hear it. is the breathing, yeah. and then that was she just goes, yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah, I legitimately did not know about that. I played it on my own, mm-hmm. and when I heard that, it scared me to death. Like I legitimately yeah. just felt like I'm like, oh no, because like you get because like he legitimately kills this chick. Spoiler alert: um, he kills her with nothing. And yeah. you, have, you have to fight Darth Vader with no health bar. He has no health bar. You have to fight him for what a couple minutes? Yeah, through a couple sequences and areas. And you have to literally run away from him while he's literally destroying everything around you. And it shows how powerful he really is. He's That's just walking. I, I respect. Yeah. He's just walking, and everything around him is crumbling from his shirt. That is like that that part from uh, Rogue One. Yeah, that is <laughs> the Darth Vader we want. We want. There's just that dark hallway, and it, like the fact that he like deliberately turned all his buttons off and stuff. Yeah. Like, you just hear that breath, and it's like, everybody you know, turns around. All these rebels that these stormtroopers have been, you know, trying to fight off for you know a pretty good amount of time. And Darth Vader is just slicing through them like they're nothing. Yeah, it's crazy on how like how evil they can make him look. Because like I remember in the original trilogy, he's like, intimidating. And oh, that's yeah. what the the original trilogy did not do a good job of. Is yeah. how scary Darth yeah. Vader is. They made him seem frail and fragile when, in actuality, even though he wasn't as powerful as he would have been if he had stayed in the form of Anakin Skywalker, like mostly human. 
even now he will still completely wreck anybody that comes across. Oh yeah, him. It's, and it's, that's and that's why I feel like and we're going off into movie territory. That's why I feel like the uh, the new Star Wars trilogy isn't that good because they're simultaneously trying to make Rey the most powerful Jedi. Yeah, but yeah. also a you know. The, a Jedi that is stumped by basic things. It's like... We're going to have to do a podcast on all the new movies. Yes. Yeah, we will eventually do that, though. But yeah, uh, don't yeah. miss the videos we're going to put out whenever we execute the... Uh, Order 66. Yeah, execute yeah. Order 66 on uh, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The plushies are on their way. Yeah, trust me, they are. <laughs> uh, next game, Death Stranding. Never played it, but I watched Jacksepticeye play it. I watched it, and it's weird. <laughs> I it's have, just the right amount of weird. Where I was like, "That's somewhat believable." Man. I uh, I actually got to play it. I my friend got a PS4. And I started playing it. I played it for about I say about ten hours straight, and I legitimately didn't get close to maybe night and halfway. Oh no, the game is it, literally walking super, simulator it, yeah. 2019, but it's it's fun. It is. It really is. It's really. The reason I love it, though, is because Hideo Kojima is known for storytelling. And that's what's good about those. He doesn't use action. His, his game, this game is not an action game. It's a, no. it's a storytelling game. It allows you to take the environment, the characters, and just the music and just tell a story of its own. And because of how new it is, I'm not going to spoil anything, but no. the, the thing that you carry around with you, is you right. wind up actually having a somewhat relationship oh, with yeah. it. And by the end of it, when you're supposed to do this certain thing with it, you can't. The character, yeah. uh, Norman Reedus and his fetus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. It's, it hits you so hard. You're like, you built this strong connection to this thing that doesn't even speak to you. It literally just uses like, um, um, just use motions. Mm-hmm. And it, you create this bond you just don't want. And Norman Reedus did great. Oh he catches a lot of hate from some of the things. Maybe I'm just looking at the wrong spots or I'm, I'm just in the wrong spot at the wrong time. A lot of people say he has no emotion to his acting. He, but, he's perfect in this game. But he plays characters like from Walking Dead, how he plays um Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's really the only thing I really know him from <laughs> I mean I know I he's know him a from films. a few other things, but He was um, in a Blade too, I think. I think. Yeah. I haven't even seen But whenever but his depiction of Daryl Dixon. Yeah, it's perfect. It is wonderful. Well, I'll say this from the little bit I've seen of Destry. It's got that good, even though, yeah, it's a, it's a fetus in a bottle that you're carrying around. It's got some really good, like, par- parental instinct mm-hmm. in, it does. in there where it's like, yeah. You want to protect it. Yeah, yes, you want to protect do. that kid because it's a little kid. And it's like. Yeah, but, you know, at the point, you know, it's like in the game you realize, like, hey, you can't really keep this kid. Like, eventually it's going to die. Yeah, but it's, it's like, you, wanna, like you, you still don't want anything bad to follow them. Yeah. And it's it's very good at conveying that mm-hmm. emotion. Yeah, it's, As it's, I can res- I can respect a game that, like I said, if if the game gets a good elicits a good emotional response from the player, yeah. then that's a good that's what makes a good game for me. Yeah, it's the it's, graphics can be terrible and the story can be a little bit subpar, but if it has a pretty good sequence where it gets you, like Titanfall two, yeah, the game it's not the prettiest game. I thought it's it was not, really nice. I thought it was really beautiful. It's looking. nice, but there's better looking games out there. So yeah, it's, it's not the prettiest game. It's not the most well written game. But the fact that well, you get that emotional response from BT says, "I will not lose another pilot," and then yeets you across yeah. the expanse well, well, to I, sacrifice himself. That makes that game really good. In my yeah, mind. yeah. Like I would recommend people playing that game. I think what's really great about this game, though, is that you know it's you know I was really disappointed to hear about. <laughs> 
Wow. I was you should have gone ASMR yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, it just got <laughs> right up against the microphone. <laughs> well, what was really disappointing though to hear though is that, you know, like, I watched the Game Awards uh, last year, or at least the previous year, and, you know, they really, Death Stranding didn't really, they won a couple awards, but they didn't really win as many awards as a lot of people were expecting to. Yeah. Because it's a weird, fr- not franchise, it's, it's, it's such a weird game. It's a, yeah, but I could see how that would be off-putting to a lot of people and yeah. it wouldn't get as much but, attention, because, you know, like, people like me that think Metal Gear lore is weird might be a little yeah, off-putting, but, especially if it's made by the same guy. It's kind of yeah. like, well, well, yeah, but that's saying like Hideo Kojima. He's known in the game industry. He's he he's a well known storytelling genius. And he knows that. And like I was really, I mean, I know he eventually won like he won something. I can't remember what 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 award it was. And he poured his heart and soul into this game. He he knew that like if I didn't do well in this game, it's game over for me. Yeah. And he and he did fantastic on this game. And you know I love the game to death. I. I can't get enough of it. It's such. It's just a game that has that emotional feel to it, and I. It just has a great story, and it just makes me want to come back for more. And I really did enjoy that. So, is there anything else you guys want to? Mm-mm. Not about that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna go over the. Uh, I'm gonna just gonna skim over the IGN and the uh, Game Awards list for the. Uh, yeah, just read them out. Don't go too much into yeah, it. For and two, then for the last bit, we'll do... Uh, our personal. Yeah, for yeah. The, for the original Game of the Awards. For 2010, IGN was uh, Mass Effect 2, 2011, Portal 2. 2012, it was Journey. 2013, it was uh, Last of Us. 2014, it was Dragon Age. Uh, 2015, it was The, the Witcher 3, uh, Wild Hunt. Mm-hmm. 2016, Overwatch. 2017, Legends of the Threat of the Wild. 2018, God of War. 2019, Control. And for the official Game of the Awards list, it was 2010 Red Dead Redemption, 2011 Elder Scrolls Skyrim, 2012 The Walking Dead, 2013 uh, Grand Theft Auto V, 2014 Dragon Age, 2015 Witcher 3, 2017 uh, Legends of 2018 God of War, and 2019 Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice. Wow, I didn't know Sekiro run that. I know, I was really shocked by that too, because like they had, it was, it was Modern Warfare, uh, Death Stranding. That's a big ass snake. <laughs> and it was like uh, this game, and I was very, dis- I was yeah. very shocked to hear that Secure One. I'm like, oh, of course, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the franchise, but I heard about it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. But yeah, uh, Preston, I'm gonna let you go uh, first. Preston, what's your, what's your game of the decade? Y'all might need to go first because how much time have we got left on this bit? We currently have. Clarification: We can only do these in thirty minute increments before we have to start the second bit. So if there's any gaps in audio, I don't. Yeah, that's that's sure. why. Yeah, yeah, just take take your time. Okay. So, my like top three f- personal favorite games out of this entire decade: Metro twenty thirty three. Is this an order? Or is just these? No, no, it's just it's just what he wants. These are like the, at the top of my list. They're okay. not in any particular order. These are just like games that Alrighty. I have played so much. Like I have put so much time into these games. All right. Uh, well, these are probably also the most top three games I've played with. Metro 2033, Ghost Recon Future Soldier, and then Splinter Cell Blacklist. And that's where I'll go into these a little better. Okay. Now, because, you know, these are pretty yeah. old games, too. I think these are all inside 2010 to 2013. Mm. Yeah, I say about that, yeah. But, yeah. Well, my top three would probably have to be, um, and this isn't in any particular order, um, is Assassin's Creed 3 because of how different it was and how it gave a new feel and life to Assassin's Creed that is going on 
to this day. Um, the new Modern Warfare, because it to me it reestablished my love for Call of Duty. What made Call of Duty Call of Duty for me? And the game that I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now. The game that I feel for me was the best game of the decade that I've played. Ha- played has to be Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 all the way completely Red Dead Redemption 2 for me out of this entire decade and that's a lot Tyler? so this is going to come to shock but I only have one Ooh. I only have one game that I consider the game the, gef, the game of the decade no it's not is now, it Fallen Order? no it's not it's nothing Ooh. from the last five years Ooh. it's a game that I personally love I was going to say Reach no, 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 no! It's not. It's not Reach. Surprisingly, it's a game that I have a very close connection to, and I love to death. And that's Portal Two. Oh, that's so, wholesome. That so, is wholesome. So, so I grew up. I I grew up not really playing Half Life or any of the Valve games. I found out about Half Life after like I got my first game. Or I got my first laptop, and I started playing uh, Half Life Two and all that. And mm-hmm. I realized Portal is real. I'm like, oh, it's a puzzle game. And it, but yeah, it was a weird puzzle game because it wasn't a regular puzzle game. It was a first-person yeah puzzle game, but yeah, it has story to it. It had a really good story to it. It it was a very basic story, but it was a story nevertheless. And you were basically this test subject stuck in this lab in this uh, test, just doing tests nonstop, mm-hmm. and it was just kept on going. And you know, eventually, you get a story to where you can escape, and you can beat this giant artificial intelligence named Glados. Yeah. And, you know, you beat her, and it looks like you won, but then, at the end, you actually get dragged back into the laboratory. Yeah. And then Portal 2 opens up with you being awoken in, I can't remember what it was, like, cryosleep, or, like, uh, it was some type of sleep. Yeah. And you were asleep for, it doesn't exactly say, it can, from what the game kind of says, it said, like, it was, you've been kind of gone for, I'm going with two options. One, you've been gone for almost, I'm going to say hundreds of years. Or the laboratory kind of messed up and it's just glitching out. But overall, you were there for a long time. Yeah. And you meet this new AI named Whitley, Wheatley, and you go over, you go to this entire lab, to the entire facility that you find out is a massive thing. It's been overrun by nature, and you slowly rebuild it, but yet you accidentally reactivate Glados, mm-hmm. and she takes over and she does and. It's such a great storytelling and such a fulfilling, fulfilling ending, and it's the reason I love it so much is because there's still so much that we yet to know that we want to know more about. Right. But yet I feel like we don't have to know to have to finish the game because I want to hear Gladys sing that song. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious to hear in her voice. Yeah, so sorry, I had to say that. The for ending me. song. There's so much. There's so much to talk about with Portal Two, including with the Rat Man, the the Danes. It's such a crazy thing to understand that you know, you know. There's this. There's this man that's been alive on, in in his laboratory for so long. He survived <coughs> this the glass the gassing that basically killed mm-hmm. everyone except this one guy that we know of. Yeah, and he's been trying to help you and maybe. There was basically, I think it was basically confirmed that Chell was this the daughter yeah. of him, and you know he helps you, you know throughout the entire mission. It's such a great story, and there's the la- the uh, Radman caves or locations or such a creepy positions mm-hmm. because 
before Portal 2, like after Portal 1, the Easter egg a update came out for Portal 1 where if you play a radio in the right in the right location, you will actually get an actual radio distress signal. They can then play into a certain type of software that would then give you a look a, give you a picture and will give you hints to Portal 2. Huh. And it was such a Valve went all out with Portal. And that was I don't blame them because Portal 2 is such a fantastic thing in storytelling gameplay. Yeah. And it's just Beautiful, and I loved Steph. And that's going to be one of, always one of my favorite games of well, all time. Before we end this, in the last 30 seconds that we have, if everybody had to pick one more game to put on their list, Preston, what would yours be? Soma. Soma? Mine would be Halo Reach. Mine would be Halo Reach. Halo Reach also? Yeah. All right. This has been a, this has been a long yeah, this and is a, This great. is probably almost two and a half hours worth. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I didn't even get to go into my bit about my games. I just said what my games yeah. were. <laughs> well, you took over half the podcast. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll do that in the next yeah. one. Yeah. We'll, yeah, maybe we'll do it in the next one. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, all right. I guess yeah. that's it. That's it, guys. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week or whenever we do it. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next whenever we yeah. get set <laughs> five hours to record this episode, again. Yeah, for all this, it's I'm Tyler. I'm Preston. I'm JT. Amen. Amen. Amen.